Ready? Ready? Okay, yeah. All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Slop on the Pod. I'm your host, Jordan. With me always is the Rizzly Bear himself, Amila Shia. And I'm very excited. We have Ryan Perez in the building. Ryan, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? Uh, don't forget the mic to your mouth. All right, don't. Yeah, come I on, dude. About I thought that. you were a professional. To, uh, I forget sometimes. You work with James Franco. Come on, dude. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, wait. You, you have an NDA. I'm sorry. I no, can't talk cool. about that. We can that. talk about some things. <laughs> Liquid IV. Guys, when you push your body hard or just feel run down, it is extremely important to stay hydrated. Making hydration a priority helps us feel healthier on a day-to-day basis. Remember, one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Liquid IV has incredible hydration flavors like watermelon, lemon lime, strawberry, pina coladas, and now they have their new uh, sugar-free option, which is honestly uh, my favorite right now. I love the lemon lime flavor. I don't know what it is about the sugar-free one, but this lemon lime one just slaps, as the young kids would say. It is fire. It is no cap. This is the bee's knees. This is the shiz biz. I'm telling you guys, try some sugar-free one. It's probably a little better for you because it's sugar-free. But um, honestly, I'm telling you, this one tastes amazing. I drink them all the time. Um, this one tastes like exactly like lemonade. Like you don't even taste like the sugar-free, like that diet flavor. It's just amazing, delicious. Um, I actually already recorded another ad for this, so I already been using it. Uh, I'll suck the, <laughs> I suck the powder out of it, dog. <laughs> Guys, real quick, I gotta show you something that Liquid IV has sent me. They sent me this dope backpack. For all the kitties going back to school, thank you, Liquid IV. This backpack is so dope. It's got so many little hidden, like, cool things. It's got this little yellow zipper, and it's got two side pockets for the bottles. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know how Liquid IV knew that I had a kid coming or that I had a kid, but um, thank you. He's a little too young. Probably not going to be using this stuff anytime soon, so daddy might have to take over and, <laughs> you know, use this bad boy. Because honestly, I was going to give it to the kid, but... I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it deserves it yet, dog. Let's just see what's inside. Let's see other goodies they gave us. Um, on top of everything else, we got liquid IV for kids. We got the banana flavor. We got Concord grape. We have cotton candy. Cotton candy for kids, liquid IV? That's insane, dude. Uh, we have uh, tropical punch. And lastly, but not leastly, we have crisp apple. Dude, this is amazing. Um, they sent us these dope. Oh, my God. Look at it. Wait till you guys see these freaking water bottles. Look at this, dude, this is so dope. It's got a little spout, perfect for kids. Not, hopefully they don't spill themselves. Probably will, because you know, they're kids. And then look at this one, this is my favorite right here. This is so clean. I'm probably gonna have to keep this one for myself, but dude, Liquid IV, thank you guys so much. Um, oh, and then of course, back to school, back to school little thing for the kitties, a little colored pencil. Liquid IV, look at this, dude. Liquid IV, you guys are freaking awesome. I wish my kid was a lot um, older so he could actually use his stuff when he went to school. But whatever, dude. He's only like a couple weeks old. I'll, I'll, put him in the, I'll put him in the backpack. Whatever. I'll feed him his bottle through these Liquid IV cups. Once again, guys, thank you, Liquid IV, for this. You guys can get all the liquid hydration packets. Uh, what else they have? Uh, energy boosters, immune support, all that stuff. If you go to liquidiv.com, use promo code SLOB. Uh, remember, this is only for all the Slob in the Pod listeners. You guys, we get hooked up. I Liquid IV, I get hooked up. You get hooked up. We all get hooked up, baby. Go to liquidiv.com. Use promo code Slob. Four letters. S-L-O-B. Slob. That's Slob at liquidiv.com uh, for 20% off. Guys, 
Liquid IV, thank you so much for being a sponsor of the podcast. I really appreciate you. I appreciate every single one of you that has uh, used my promo code up to this point, and I appreciate anyone that is going to use my promo code after this point. Um, I don't know how much more I could say about Liquid IV. I love it so much. It hydrates the crap out of me. Um, guys, experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com. Remember, promo code SLOB, S-L-O-B. All right. Something. Back to the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just real quick, uh, me and we go bit way back, like a pair of lazy boys. Uh, we used to, I heard some cholo say that back in the parking lot the other day, and I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, we've we've hung, we've known each other since what high school? Yeah, it's been um, maybe like yeah high school. Yeah, uh, we used to. I was like big into skating, like I was telling you, and uh, you were always there with like a camera and shit. Yeah, I was we were just filming. documenting and filming every single thing. Everything, <laughs> dude. I was telling him he don't remember, but uh, when you guys did like jerking videos, yeah, yeah. The, the you don't remember that? I didn't know when you said jerking videos. I thought something very different <laughs> from what from what you explained. Oh yeah, not that type of jerking. He's yeah. just recording all his friends jerking off. <laughs> I was like, that, that's cool, man. That's cool. You're like, where are you guys from? Oh, that's yeah. that's what they do. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. So we, we go we go way back. We used to hang out a lot. Um, and uh, I mean, I think from what you did in, in around high school and stuff, filming this all makes sense. What you're you're mm-hmm. all about now. Um, if you don't mind, please explain to everyone what it is you do. Yeah, well, what I do is uh, I produce and direct films, but uh, professionally, like on a professional level, uh, I do property assistant, art director, art department, and I'll work for feature films, and uh, I'll do that in Los Angeles, Imperial Valley. Um, I'm back and forth. Okay. Um, oh, so you do up to LA then? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done a couple gigs in LA. Oh, okay. But there's lots of filming going on. In the valley, so I don't really have to leave home most yeah. of the time. But uh, that's, I was really heavy, heavily into it, and I was doing it all the time. Now it's my side thing, but it's still like a side main thing because, you know, I have my day job now. That's the same thing with me in the podcast. Yeah. I totally respect that. Like, I, yeah, I have like a job, which for some people, it's like a career. It's got mm-hmm. good benefits. It's, it's like everything, you know? But it's not like my end goal. Like, I, I do the podcast on the side, but the podcast, if, if I could, would be, like, my full-time everything because I love doing this. But, yeah, so I can only imagine. I, I'm guessing, like, you have, like, a goal. Because, right. I mean, where you're working is not where you're going to end up, Oh, no, right? yeah. Like, what, the yeah. goal is to have the side job be the main job. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody else. Yeah, right? like my girl. She was a side girl, and now she's the main girl. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> just kidding. Perfect she's just example. driving the dream. Yeah, just, you're welcome. Lucky girl. <laughs> Call me Dwayne the Rock Johnson because you're welcome. Oh, oh shit. If you guys know that, you know. Yeah, of course we know that. Yeah, okay. Can we you cuss? guys have kids? We can cuss, right? Of fucking course oh, you okay, can, cool. you fucking piece of shit. No, <laughs> Not in the first 10 minutes. Oh, okay. uh, dude, that actually... Is that what, real? Yeah, I don't know. Have you heard that? No, uh, I haven't heard that there's rule. There's podcasts to listen to on YouTube, supposedly. The first five or 10 minutes, if, even if you do curse, bleep it out, because I guess uh, YouTube will go through it, and if they see cursing right in the beginning, they automatically, not flag it, but like they won't pump it out to like everyone else. They'll like try to hold it back, because it has too much cursing right away. Oh, frick. Oh, freak, yeah. <laughs> that would be funny if we have a timer for like 10 minutes and it's just us like, oh, frick, oh, son of a shoot. And then it's like, as soon as the 10 minutes hit, pussy ass bitch. That would be funny if he, he's like, can we curse? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, fucking dude. He just starts going off like, whoa, dude, chill. My kid watches this. He's oh, going to watch this. Eventually, yeah. That's scary, huh? What, what, uh, what's like the draw to the Imperial Valley for filming for yeah. like, um locations sand dunes desert you know it's like a lot of low budget style for some people not low budget it's but cheaper to it's film cheaper out to film out in the desert yeah the film permits are a lot cheaper um like you know if you're trying to film something in los angeles everybody's up there that does films so like uh yeah you know for now it'll be cheaper in the valley and less common but it's already picking up 
everyone's starting to catch on. More productions coming to town. Yeah, because Slab City, um, I, I know you guys know about Slab City, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Um, out there back then, you could go out there and film stuff and get away, but n- with it now, you can't. Yeah, people in their camps wanting you to sign papers and because it's like their neighborhood. Yeah, like they know now they catch on. They know all these people are coming out here to film. So they're like, okay, cool. Like they want their cut. Yeah, like you well, film bro, here. Yeah, yeah, like, you sign this, but like you know, just in case you get famous, like or the video gets a lot of hits, we want to cut mm-hmm. on it too. So it's like, I'm sure they've seen a lot of shit pop off, and yeah, they've felt like they get nothing from you know being a town dealing with people coming in and doing their thing, and then yeah. they they go and blow up, and you're just. Yeah, living in a weird little town. Yeah, they they see that them film made like 1.2 billion. They're like, yeah. I couldn't get 100 bucks from that. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> they use our shit for free. They're they're catching on, and it makes uh, makes it hard for locals to film now too. Like, oh, like me, it's like I'm I'm right there running into slabbers. Like even okay. even like if you're just like like vlogging or something. Vlogging. The a minute you they see a camera, they no, just like, yeah, they, they see like they'll ask you, and they'll they'll know the difference. Um, I was out there filming a music video once, and I had that. We had to cut out a scene from a music video we had to do because that location they were asking for that. Oh, okay. And and do they do like? Because I know Slab City and I know the type of people that are out there. Yeah. And so like, is there like a fucking like a governor or something, or is it just random people be like, hey, the we mayor, want money? The mayor. The no, mayor no, of, of Slab City. City? Yeah. No, I mean, there's a there's a, like a committee. Yeah. Person. Right. See, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but they don't deal something. with that. Like, I mean, no one out there really owns their land. But if someone's gonna come ask you. Yeah, so f- so for people who don't know what Slab City is, it's yeah, like it's a weird. it's like a commune, right? It's like a it's a it's one of the free like the only freest place in the world or like in the country. The last free place in the world, supposedly. but it's not really free. Like our local sheriffs and, and fire departments and ambulances are always yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of shit does happen out there. So. They're they're yeah. where they're like yeah. They're what 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 is the location of Slab? Is it like it's not like Salton Sea? No, nah, think no. about it. Like yeah. Maybe east of Salton Sea, pretty much east of the Salton Sea. East, yeah. yeah. Um, how do you hear about like films and like and productions and stuff in the valley? Like, is there a website? Is um, like someone emailing you? No, you, you don't. In? Like, uh, usually, if you're in with like the film commission, they'll give you information on it and stuff. But yeah. like, a hundred percent of my job. Well, now I do get offers from the film commission, but before, like how I got into it, um, it's a funny story. Uh, I bombed my first. Uh, audition acting audition okay they had an oct- acting audition in in salton city my bad bombay beach bombay beach yeah. and um i did bad and everything like that whatever like and then um what was the process if you don't want to ask him? uh so like you got to send in a video first like it wasn't a newspaper like a re- re- film casting or um how do you say uh audition oh, okay. or casting call Cast or uh, film being ca- like casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> same thing, less sexual. Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, they'll, they'll ask for that um, information. Like, uh, here's give your number, email, whatever, and you'll email it. And they'll, this is back in like 2012, 2013, 2014. And uh, you send in your your info, and a casting director will hit you up. Be like, hey, uh, well, we're doing this scene. Here's the sides. Film a video of you doing it first. And like, okay, cool. So you send in a video, and they're like, all right, cool. We're gonna have a live audition here. So they'll rent a space in Bombay. What they did for me was was they rented a space in Bombay, and like other people showed up that day. Um, they saw my video and everything, and I did my audition, and they were like, "Ah, we'll call you." All right, cool. Uh, well, if you have any like um, uh, like work for on set and stuff like that, let me know. And uh, and they're like, "Yeah, cool, we'll let you know." So like I didn't hear from anyone, mm. and like I was at a, I was working at Vons at the time, and I ended up running into the uh, same dude that was a casting director, and he was with the director of the film. 
Oh shit. So like, you know, I was working in the deli making sandwiches. They came to get sandwiches and I was like, Hey, what's up guys? I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Like, I didn't know this is the director. And I was like okay. talking to my cool Hey, so like, uh, yeah, I did kind of bad at that, at that audition hunt. Like, yeah, but it's all good, man. And he, he liked that. I skateboarded because in my auditioning tape, I was like on a board cause the, the part called for a BMX bike. Okay. I was like, I don't got a BMX bike. I don't BMX. Fuck that. <laughs> so I had a skateboard and he was like, yeah, dude, I used to skate too. I was sponsored and everything. And <coughs> oh, shit. I was like, oh, cool. And uh, he ran to me anyway at the deli, and we started talking about skateboarding a little bit. And I told him, "Well, yeah, let me know. You know, if you got film, um, you know, set work, let me know. I'll, I want to learn and stuff." Like, All right, cool. Um, you know what? I'm gonna forward your information to somebody. So that night, I got a call from the uh, art department director, or the art director, and uh, they hooked me up with a job. They're like, "Hey, do you wanna?" Okay, that, I didn't get the job instantly. They asked me a question, like, "Okay, so like, do you wanna get a, a job that pays like a hundred dollars a week? Um, you're gonna be driving actors around." Uh, cast members setting up food tables or do you want uh, an art department job doesn't pay for two months no pay no pay just experience yeah and it's just an internship and i was like oh. wait I'm, because it's an internship do you get like more access to things like it was there like no what, it was just, what outweighed it that? Was a, no yeah you just you're an intern on the uh, art department but they told me like uh, you can get like experience on other departments like, uh, we'll, we'll okay. let you sit in on the electrical department electrical um, electrician department lighting department um everything Oh, okay. So like, they cool. feed you? Yeah, they did feed us for free. There was always catering on every set I worked on. Yeah. So really good catering. So they were like, um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take the uh, the art department job. And Thanks. he was quiet for a little bit. And he was like, really? Like, you're going to, you don't want the, usually people ask for the loan for that. Pay. The one that, yeah, has money. Like, no, nah, I want to work on sets. So anyway, long story short, uh, my first two-month internship, I took a lot of time off work, was broke as hell for a while. It led to me getting jobs. It just snowballed. That's how you get jobs. It just snowballed through other people giving me, um, like, throwing me bones. But it's cool that, um, I mean, like, you you said you took a break from everything just to do that. Like, yeah, that's, I, that's I, fucking crazy. Like, I think about it all the time. Like, I don't know, if, like, uh, like some comic was like, bro, you want to go on tour with me? Like, would I just drop everything and just do it? You know, knowing that that could probably be it, just get something from that and, like, lose my good job that I have. And, like, it kind of scares me, like, if I was to get offered that, like, would I go for it? But, like, I mean, it's cool to hear that you were just, like, fuck it. Like, I really want to focus on this, so I'm going to, like, struggle for a while and stuff. I, I used up all my vacation time and more. But my boss was cool enough to just be, like, yeah, go ahead. That's Damn. cool, Damn. Go Damn. all in on your dream and just fucking. <laughs> His boss was, like, he'll be back. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did go come ahead, back. Go, go, <laughs> go do your little thing. Yeah. Hey, but that's cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. let him go figure it out. Try it. And then door still open like he could have been a dick about it yeah and i had been working there for seven years anyway so it was like oh, i was one of his like i guess trusted employees i don't know no <laughs> yeah i ask about the 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 process of like getting work and stuff because uh i always see like i don't know if you i'm sure you see them like on facebook and stuff there's like ads of like looking for people for like a disney show oh yeah no those don't ever follow those are like scams and yeah stuff. so yeah. I, I i'm pretty much assume that so one time i saw an email and it was like something for somewhere here like in town or, or in the valley or i don't remember it was like a, a one of those ads and i was like ah fuck it i put my email put my phone number and do like at least once a month i'll get a text like hey we have this part we would like for you to try out would you be down to do like a zoom call and i always say yes and i'm like and they'll be like you want to do two four or six and i'll be like oh give me six after work and then like once five hits they're blowing up my phone and i just don't answer because i <laughs> i'm like i don't know like it's a scam or even if it's real yeah. am i really gonna go do this well there's real ones it's through hollywood casting and like uh oh you, damn yeah, I'm fucked up yeah <laughs> you could, i've been to a couple and you could actually audition for it but a lot of them are like lower budget um amateur films they, they oh. do have good budgets though 
um yeah and drive all, i used to drive to la and audition for those all the time damn dude yeah i can't imagine how's the it's like the auditioning process like a is same it, thing I mean, they send you a script you send them a video of you doing it and like all right cool come in you come in walk into a room it's dimly lit they're lighting you up and you audition in front of the casting director director and anyone else who's important part of that damn so. Is it is it like nerve wracking? Very nerve wracking. I think I've like bombed. I have like that social anxiety, so like uh, I've bombed a lot of my auditions. I'm like not meant to be an actor. I mean, I've always been a, <laughs> on the director side. I'm just not meant to be an actor. But oh, okay, I've okay. done it. Like I've done auditions a lot. So stuff. are you part of the Screen Actors Guild? I'm not. You're not on strike, dude. What are you doing no, here? I don't know. I, I'm, a lot of my guys. friends are not making money right now that work in that industry. So it's like, oh shit. <laughs> Good thing I'm not there right now. What What is all like? What's the thing? I, I have an idea, but like, SAG what's after? going on? Yeah. Uh, it's just like a union, like a union. But for why the are they going on strike? Uh, I don't. I have no idea. Money? I think they want is more it money. In or solidarity something. with the writers, or is it their own? Thing? I think it's a bunch of other departments because um, I have people who are customers, like cost. Is that how you say customers? They're, they're in the wardrobe department. Customers. Yeah. Costumers. Costumers. Like they costume people. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah that sounds like word. a made-up word. But it, yeah. it probably was made up. But you do more than I do, so you would know. <laughs> I, I thought I've heard that word before. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're on strike, too. And, uh, yeah, it's, it gets tough for them right now. That's where I'm glad I have a day job. Yeah. You're like, I, I can't go on strike, guys, and i got to work. Yeah. Like, you have a job? <laughs> now, um, dude, I, I think uh, I've always wanted to do, like, some sort of acting. Not That's not, like, a goal of mine, but it would be fun to be, like, on just some type of set. Like, I mean, for, from, like, comedians that I listen to that they do it to, like, further their career or whatever that don't really want to do it, they fucking sound like they hate it. And, and like, to me, I'm like, bro, like, what, you know, but, like, what could you possibly hate about it? Like, you're fi- you're doing a film with, like, sometimes big names and stuff. You're getting to, like, know these people. And, like, it sounds exciting. But, like, like what are the downsides? Well, well here's one example. Imagine, like, okay, it's, they're all 12-hour days. But imagine a 12-hour day and you're working on one scene and it's 73 takes. Jeez. The same thing over yeah, and over. 73 takes. And how long is a take? Like, a minute, five? A take would be, like, uh maybe a minute or two oh my but you do that 73 times and resets and have to say the whole lines all over again sometimes you gotta walk like a good distance it's just you walking yeah like let's say you gotta walk from i don't know where that building is to right here and you interact with another actor and like it's uh it it could be nerve-wracking sometimes you see i I used to think the same thing like oh it's cool it's probably fun but like uh, on a real set it's like uh work damn What's you're, a? You're lucky if you get like one scene done a day. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is sometimes. Like, and it, are you ever in any scenes where like it ends up not even being in the film? No, no. Well, yeah, yeah. Tons of scenes. There's tons <laughs> of scenes suck. that do not come out in the film. Mm. Like I've been on uh, a couple feature. Well, the last feature film I worked on, yeah, a lot of. There's a lot of scenes where I was watching the movie and I was like, crap, that wasn't there. This wasn't there. We worked so hard on this scene and that scene. Like it was a grueling, hot day and. None of it ever came. Well, that makes light. sense. You you hear stories of like celebrities being in stuff and their scenes get cut. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I would yeah. imagine that's that's a the editing they like that's a that's a common term, right? That the film's yeah. made like in editing post so uh, post post, yeah. post, post yeah. fix it in post. <laughs> so like so much stuff is being cut and just left behind. Yeah, dude. I mean, I've heard like I've heard like Brian Callen say that like he w- he was in a film and he shot like a couple scenes and he took his friends and family to like the premiere and they ended up cutting him out of everything oh, they let oh, him come yeah. and he was like in the credits but like his part wasn't there oh, <laughs> like at all bad. and like they didn't tell him or nothing like you just find out when you go to the premiere Dude, have you uh, been to any uh, fun premieres I've been invited I never went why not I got invited to future world premiere because like right after that it's like 
okay, I'm done filming. I got to resume my real job. I can't ask for That's time right. off again. And yeah. it's like that. Yeah, I got invited to, um, when I was working on Future World, I got invited to that premiere. Um, I got invited to a premiere for another one I worked for in Santa Monica called This Is Me. Um, yeah, like, I've never this made it to a me. premiere. Is that a Kristen Wiig? So This Is Me was just a, like, kind of like a music video. It was like a musical. Um, it was directed by Brandon Stewart. He was a... Um, like an American Idol contestant. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, it was under Awesomeness TV. It's a building, like uh, in Los Angeles, dedicated just for it's a studio, mm. dedicated only to this YouTube channel. A YouTube like, channel? Yeah, millions of followers and subscribers. A YouTube, and they have like editing bays, a huge building. Um, everyone gets around. The, well, a lot of people get around the building on scooters, like a badass catering area for lunch. Damn. Like and oh. a sound stage. I was working on a sound stage. I was the art director for this one. Mm-hmm. It was like a dream workspace. Like what what's art director art director oversees the general um like visual like um i say overall visual orientation of a film or of a project like you say where the props go you say where um the set decorations go oh so i oversaw that as an art director and i got this after my property assistant gig mm. so i ended up moving up a little more so that's what i was doing um in los angeles art director so were you like in charge of like like if you're filming a scene in a room you had to set the room up or? yeah well what i would do I'll, i didn't have to set it up everyone else would set it up i would just be like okay cool so i like yeah. i would like this uh yeah. dresser right here or i would Damn. like this these lighting yeah. this light these lights right here the or art director's like, like there's too many books in this library yeah and the like, prop department's got to figure out yeah like uh this scene he's gonna use it i would make some of the props too i would like double as a property assistant also sometimes but uh yeah i would just have the overall view as an art director like oh okay, this doesn't look good mm-hmm. you feel like because you had the experience in the prop department you feel like you could like do do so when you're the art director mm-hmm. do they look at you from the prop department like this guy thinks he's better than us and then if you get in there and get your hands dirty a little bit uh, like i've done that job too and i get it uh-huh. no They're not like, really because like a lot of people don't know your background uh, like you're meeting a lot of these people for the first time every time you're on a new set you meet a whole set of new different people so i'm, I'm assuming like the group they're like all right this is the art director and they're like oh shit this guy knows his shit they, yeah they automatically yeah, just yeah. assume yeah because yeah. i really didn't know my shit like <laughs> you know I've, I've worked a lot of films and like it's crash courses for me i never went to school for it but like yeah you, go, you get on set and uh, nah, you don't need school dude. yeah yeah you don't need school at all like a lot of <laughs> a lot of the people i worked with did not go to school for for everything they did Damn. Dude. but uh yeah no everyone automatically thinks like cool art director he knows what he's doing yeah, yeah. and you just fly with it I always flew with it. it yeah, I think cool. as long as you're like confident with what you're telling them, they're yeah, like, all right, whatever the guy says. Yeah, just be kind. I mean, also, you're working, yeah. you know what I mean? You're like doing stuff, you're mm-hmm. hands on. So, like, yeah, I like to think a lot of the things I've been through, like, have gotten me, like, my experience because I've been faced with like really like ridiculous requests on set. Like, uh, we'll be doing a scene, director wants to do a last minute change. So, like, an example for property assistant, we'll have like, we deal with all the weapons, right? So there'll be a scene, for example, this is an actual example, where they were fighting with a machete, right? So that he was like, oh, cool. Well, that's cool. But, like, I want a scene where he throws a machete and it goes into the guy's head. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Prop department, can you do that? Like, yeah, how much time do we have? Like, um, you have until we shoot the next take. So we'll go to the our little setup area. We'll cut, like, out of wood with all our tools and everything, an actual wooden replica of the machete mm-hmm. and put like green screen tape on it and everything we'll set this up within five minutes we have like the director and the the pas and 
everybody like not the PA is the uh, assistant director yelling at us while we're doing this like hurry the fuck yeah up. like five minutes that's stress like pressure it's like one of those cooking shows when they got like oh yeah timer going oh yeah yeah it's like that like you're you're in a hurry you're in a rush you're getting yelled at by everybody and like you're trying to get this done in a like short amount of time well I'm assuming what like the time you're on set it's like costing them money and shit right oh yeah so they're trying to get as they're trying to knock out as much as they can in a day and especially like the main part is probably filming so everything behind the scenes is like hurry the fuck up like let's get to the scene oh that's big money I think the the last set I was working on was definitely over a million dollar budget so fuck do you see a difference between like a million dollar budget and then like a like a yes. nuts, so oh, yeah, big time, big time. The food sucks and shit. Catering. <laughs> oh yeah, the food sucks. Big <laughs> That's time. The main one. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there, there's always been good food on the sets I've been on, but yeah, you know, I mean, the it's yeah. tornadoes off the roller from Circle K. Yeah, like hey, I'll take that. Just good, dude. <laughs> I've been on sets where it's just graham ca- crackers and fucking goldfish and yeah, yeah Capri Sun. Should I send my kids to school with? Yeah, like that. And <laughs> I've been on sets where it's like. Uh, caters are right there on set and they'll ask you what you want and stuff so damn did you did you guys hear about uh the the whole catering debacle that went on during the filming of titanic no uh so who's who's the guy that directed it james cameron james cameron and the main actor the the, the actor that found the that was one of the excavators he was in um twister the guy oh bill uh bill i always paxton it's paxton bill paxton or pullman I think, I think it's, it's Bill Paxton. Paxton. Uh-huh. So um, he, it, I saw this interview with him, and he was saying that uh, he. They asked about like the catering and stuff, and he was like, "Oh, you know, I, I rarely eat the food. Usually, I'll go out and get food, or I'll bring food or something." And he was saying that on, on, during the Titanic, there was one time when him and uh, James, the director, or what's Cameron, the, James Cameron, he they were like, he was like, "Hey, you want to go get like catering with us? Like, we don't want to go too far." He's like, "Yeah, fuck it." And I guess they had got. I guess clam chowder was one of the things. Someone on the set drugged like they put i think lsd into the clam chowder (laughs) and so they ate it and uh he said like he went home and he got a call and that like medical was calling everyone like did you did you eat the clam chowder and he was like yeah and they're like okay just a heads up like it was laced with lsd so he said he went home and like tried chugging just a bunch of alcohol to pass out so he didn't want to get the effects or whatever but yeah i don't know if you guys heard that Never That's heard that. Su- that kind of sucked. That, I should have said that. Yeah. That was stupid. Huh? <laughs> oh, it's okay. We'll cut no, that. No, no, it's not stupid. Cut that in post-production. That's crazy story. <laughs> Where'd you hear that? Uh, in an interview. It was like an old one. Like with, with uh, Remember like back in the day when like E had like Extra? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that yeah, network, Extra, that. and they're always interviewing like fucking... Extra? Like, it's like TMZ, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, oh, no, no, yeah. Different from TMZ. Yeah, yeah. it was always but, just like... But it was like OG TMZ, but, mm-hmm. but TMZ took it to another level of sleazing it. Yeah. Like, just like, getting in people's like, business for no yeah. reason. E was in people's business. TMZ was like at your house in your business. Yeah. Like people yeah. were getting stabbed, and they're like, yeah, oh my God, yeah. this guy's getting stabbed right now. Yeah. Fucking, you got stabbed by fucking... Uh, TMZ was scandal. They, yeah. they get a couple of pro skateboarders, too, and stuff. Oh really? Yeah, like they've gotten teams. He's gotten Bam, Rob Deerdick. Well, Bam. I mean, he's writing his own fucking horror story right now. Like, yeah, everything with him going on he's is bad like, right now. He's washed up, man. He's uh, he's what on drugs, alcoholic? Apparently, well, he wasn't a bad alcoholic at first, and I think he, he's saying he's gonna do crack until he sees his kid again or something like that. Was yeah. the last oh, I heard of him. That's yeah. That's how you get that done. <laughs> He's like, yep, that's, that's how that strategy. works. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Strategy. Bitch, if you don't let me see my fucking kid, <laughs> I will smoke crack <laughs> until you change your mind. <laughs> She's like, what is that doing what to me and the kid? Yeah. That's you. 
Damn. Oh my god. She, th- your girl's like, I think you just want to smoke crack. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. You don't care about the kid. That's that jackass CTE, dude. All right, everybody. We're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we got to thank a sponsor of the podcast, and that is Caldera Lab. Say goodbye to the generic face wash on your counter because Caldera Lab is here to save the day when it comes to your skin, backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experience healthier and visibly improved skin. Caldera Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence. Today, we have an exclusive offer for the Slob on the Pod listeners so you can try it for yourself why so many men trust Caldera Lab for their skincare needs. Use code SLOB. S-L-O-B at calderalab.com for, wait for it, 20% off their best products. Guys, Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products by combining pharmaceutical-grade science along with nature's purest and most potent ingredients. Kick off their stellar skincare collection. We have the Regimen Bundle twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Inside this bundle, you will find, wait for it, let me get it because they just sent me a restock because guys, I truly use Caldera Lab. I have gone through two face washes since they've sponsored. Uh, I actually had to hit them up and get some more stuff and all I needed was face wash, but the the people at Caldera Lab are so awesome. They just sent me um, a whole new shebang of facial stuff. So you guys, we have the Clean State. The Clean Slate is where you start your day. It's a balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleansing, leaving all skin types exceptionally refreshed. And then of course, you have the Base Layer. The Base Layer is a nutrient-dense fortifying moisturizer that hydrates your skin and absorbs fast, leaving you with a matte finish so you can start your day confidently. Love this, by the way. This is great. After you get out the shower and your face feels kind of dry, a little moisturizer on your face, amazing. And of course, lastly but not leastly, The Good. The Good is your go-to at night before bed and clinically, prove, clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well as to help reduce visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. Remember guys, think about this. As you age, you might notice more fine lines wrinkles signs of aging you know we make faces like this and we get these and and you know we get you know crow's feet and we get these you know what i'm saying uh this is the opposite of what every guy wants let me just tell you i don't want that uh and the more you neglect your skin the more visible this could become over time it is time to take control of your skin with these easy steps uh let me see. Remember, guys, you guys can get 20% off these products if you go to calderalab.com. Use promo code SLOB, four letters, S-L-O-B. That's SLOB at calderalab.com. You get 20% off. And uh, remember, guys, unlock your youthful glow and be ready for summer with Caldera Lab. Guys, Caldera Lab, I appreciate you so much. I don't know how you guys knew that my face was not the greatest but you guys came in clutch with this product. I can't put this away right now. You guys came in clutch with this product. I appreciate you guys for sponsoring the podcast. I appreciate you sponsoring the Solving the Pod. And everyone, please help me, support me by supporting Caldera Lab. Go on their website. Look at the products, guys. I'm telling you, uh, you know, we only get older and our face is only going to go through so many more emotions and, and wrinkles and all this stuff. Why not take care of it now, right? I know I've taken my time. Uh, facial things have always been... Um, a problem in my life. Like growing up, I always had real bad acne. 
acne scars and stuff, you know what I'm saying? And blemishes and redness and all that stuff. But, um, and I've gone through so many trials and tribulations of all that. Is that how you say it? Trials and tribulations? I don't even know if that works in that. I don't know. I've gone through so many products and just, they just don't work for me. They either dry out my skin or they make it too greasy or it doesn't work at all. Um, guys, I had never honestly heard of Caldera Lab until they sent me their product. And honestly, I'm glad they reached out to me because I love this product. Um, I take it everywhere I go with me on the face wash. There's a little, you just twist left and right to open and close. That way, if you, you know, one thing I always heard about is I'd put my face washes like in my shaving bag. And of course, you know, moving around and stuff like it opens and it, it gushes all over everything and it makes a freaking mess. Um, but with this one, it has a little lock on it so you can take it easy on the go. Um, I, my favorite, I think is the moisturizer, uh, after I get out the shower, I usually have really dry skin. So this really helps. And on top of that, um, it, uh, the moisturizer does not make my face like feel greasy. It doesn't look greasy. Cause I usually have naturally greasy skin. Um, but, uh, and, and I'm always worried to put lotion on my face because they have like, uh, perfumes and stuff in it, you know, which smell good, but they're not really good for your face. And, you know, everyone's different. And so I know for myself, especially, um, those really didn't work for me. Um, so whenever I got this, my own little package of like things that are only going to work, you know, that I think work for myself, uh, I was just super ecstatic about it. Um, as you can tell, I still have some things to work on, but I'm still working on Caldera Lab. They're still a somewhat new sponsor of the podcast. Sorry for picking my nose, um, but thank you guys at Caldera Lab. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Everyone else, please go to, go to calderalab.com. And when you use promo code SLOB, you get 20% off all product products on uh, line. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for everything. Uh, all right, that's enough of rambling. Let's get back to the podcast. Dude. <laughs> dude, I know. And you know what? I'm a huge, I've always been like a huge fan of Bams. Like I watched all his shit. Mm -hmm. um, I, I got into skating because of him and stuff. And so like whenever I saw the whole jackass thing where they were making him like go to rehab and like he had to not miss any days otherwise he got cut from the new jackass and then he misses a day. Yeah. And like at the time I was upset because I was like, wait, I was like, at one point, everyone was doing drugs, and now all of a sudden, because they're getting older and they're, they're on getting their high horses, they're, yeah. Them. Now it's like, yeah. no, we got to be clean. We, you know, and Steve-O gets clean, so now he can go around telling people like, and and, and this is the thing too is like, I also sound like a piece of shit because these people are also just trying to help him, just and trying. I get that, but at the same time, it's like. I, I I sometimes wonder if like the pressure of forcing him to go to rehab and like you need to be better, like I think that kind of was just like. It was like when you tell a kid, like, don't do that. They're going to want to do it because they're, like, they're going to want to find out why not. Yeah. I think everyone telling him, like, you need to go to rehab before it gets bad or, or your problem's going out of hand. Like, you need to take care of it. He's like, man, fuck you. No, I don't. And he just kind of, like, went against them. But I'm like, bro, like, who in their right mind does any of those fucking stunts sober? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and it, you, you listen to some of the guys and, like, when Jackass was, like, when they first made, like, Jackass 1 and, like, 2 or whatever – like a lot of them like had to be on some type of Adderall or Xanax or, or like um, what's his name? What's the fat dude? Um, uh, Preston. Preston Lacey. Mm -hmm. He was scared of heights. Super terrified. And so there, they said there was like a scene where I don't know if you've seen it, but he's on a porta potty acting uh -huh. like King Kong. Okay, and, and, one, yeah. and he's holding Wee Man. It's the new he, one, right? Uh, no, it's the last one. It's the like new the, one. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the second to last. And there's like a scene where he's holding Wee Man, and she's he's Wee Man's dressed like the girl. <laughs> And he's in the, the King Kong suit and they're like flying like drones and he's smacking him down <laughs> just to get on top of that porta potty. He said the first day he was like shaking. They said he was like shivering. He was so fucking scared and they couldn't get any good shots. 
the next day he came on a set and he was like, let's fucking do this. And he went up there, did it, everything was dope. And afterwards they're like, man, like you faced your fears. He's like, no, nah, man, I took Xanax before I took like a bar of Xan before. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and like that totally makes sense. Like in that type of career, it's like, yeah, I can imagine some of you guys are going to get hooked on drugs. Right? Yeah. And now it's like, and now they're just like, no, like you need to be straight like all of us. Otherwise you can't be part of it. It's like, bro, he's like one of the OGs. Like he was there from the very beginning. He honestly, I think was how, why Jackass started because you know, the whole story with Johnny Knoxville and, and like when he was working with Big Brother, that magazine. And then at the time, Bam was doing CKY videos mm -hmm. and they were like, look at this guy. Like he's he, like, and they just kind of not copied, but they were like, bro, we like your idea. Work with us to make something bigger. Like, you know what I'm saying? So he is a big reason why Jackass is what it is yeah. and so like just all the stuff they, they threw at him i was like that it kind of made me mad no i was disappointed he should have been in there like seeing him out of control like that is what caught me kind of like into exactly, them yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah you know i felt like this last jackass was, was a little tame i didn't watch it i watched it i haven't watched i what especially one bam wasn't in it i heard he's like in a scene I don't Maybe remember. okay, so he's not in it, and then two, they brought in all these new fucking people, which yeah. I don't mind. Like they're cool and stuff, but like that's not. Yeah, I get to pass the torch, but yeah, I, yeah. I like the like you know the last time I really enjoyed Jackass was the one where um, it was the one where they still had crap. What was his name? Bam's friend, the one that died in the portrait. Uh, Ryan. 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 Dunn. Um, Dunn. Yeah, the last one, Ryan Dunn, when they he, like smuggled the car up his ass. That was the last good Jackass. Uh. That. That's the first one. That was the first movie. Oh crap! When he puts it in a condom, yeah, and then puts it in his ass. Oh shit! So and I he goes to the doctor. That's the only one I've seen. Yeah. That's the yeah. first one. Yeah. So that was the only one I enjoyed. <laughs> that <laughs> that was the last one I was laughing like crazy. I think 3D Jackass 3D made me laugh a lot. But. Nah, it was all right. Jack, I thought Jackass 2 was pretty dope. That yeah, was good too. But it is funny how in the first one they did the whole opening scene, uh, where they're old people, uh -huh. they're in prosthetics and stuff. And now the, some of them are starting to look like it. Yeah, they look and it's like funny. It. <laughs> like they're still doing. Like I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they made another Jackass, but like they do look like how they portrayed they would be later on in the future. It's like kind of scary. Yep. <laughs> Old Jackass members. Yeah, they're still funny. Johnny Knoxville's still funny, but he's just too fucked up now. So. He is, yeah, dude. But I mean, I'm surprised. Like they, all these fucking guys have kids too. Yeah. That's so that's funny. a lie. Getting what? kicked in the nuts and like all that. Oh yeah, that's a fucking lie, <laughs> dude. Those guys got kicked in the nuts like bowling balls on purpose yeah. and like have happily like a fucking family and shit. <laughs> I all this time I was like being careful with my nuts and. I and they had their kids late. Like I feel like the yeah. Johnny yeah, Knoxville and shit probably had his kid in his forties and. His, his first kid, his his oldest right now is has to be like 21, 22 So oh yeah, yeah, oh, but so like there was a huge gap. Uh, like yeah. yeah, crap. But uh, what was I gonna get back into? Oh yeah, uh, so you had mentioned we talked a lot before when we were setting up and stuff. Yeah, but you brought up <laughs> that I don't know if we could talk about it. No good. Uh, that you worked on uh, Sounds of Freedom, Sound of Freedom. Yeah, I did work on Sound of Freedom. And everyone loves that film. Yeah, I know, and like because <laughs> we had filmed that, I had did the post, and I still have it up. It was like 2017, uh. no 2018, and that's when they filmed that. That's how long ago it's yeah, been? Yeah, that's like, why I was wondering. Like the film never came out; it's not coming out. And then finally, like my girlfriend tells me like when it came out, like last month. Where was the beginning of the month? Like, hey, uh, sound. Have you seen Sound of Freedom? I was like, uh, yeah, that's the one I was an extra in. Remember? And I showed her pictures. Like, oh crap! Like, it's coming out. Yeah, I heard it was being like postponed so long. But yeah, it was really cool being an extra in that. You know, it was uh, a long day, twelve hours for fifty bucks, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, fucking. You, you, you see yourself in the movie? You don't. You barely see like the top of my head. And I was just like a customs agent right there in the booth flagging people by. And we did it, like 50 times. Like the cars would back up. I'm like, all right, come back. And I was just like, we were so bored. I was like making conversation with the person that would come back. Yeah. Like I would talk, like, hey, yeah, so like, um, how is it living in Broadway? Oh, pretty cool. Like, oh, it's sick. And then, all right, cut, reset. And the cars back up. And then they'll do the same again. Yeah, like, oh, but yeah, I'm from <laughs> Nyland. And by the way, like, yeah, just for like 12 hours, we did that. Damn. Where did they? So where did they film the that, that border scene? That was at the old port of entry in Calexico. The closed one. Yeah, the closed uh, one. They okay. set that one up like a like a running, uh, you know. So how does it work though? Because you guys are. I mean, that's a real port of entry. So on one side is Mexico, right? Right. So how does that work, filming wise? It's fenced off. They they have the other end fenced off, so the cars would just drive up to the fenced area and just back out. That's all. But like, are, are, it's, but like once you pass that the like the main like entrance area you're in mexico um, so no like, it's not like know? smack dab yeah, in mexico yeah, you still not, got a good a distance line. yeah you yeah, got yeah. a good distance but before you hit uh, actual mexico yo, i thought once you just passed the fucking no the you building you still gotta in. go through the mexico border yeah. side uh yeah, they have their own setup on the other side you never walked mexico. across algodonas yeah but that's what i'm saying once i cross mm. those gates i'm in mexico Huh. Yeah, but that's what I assume. There's a zone, mm. like like it, it's it's more noticeable, <laughs> you know, like in yeah, San Luis. Technically, but. you as soon as you cross those gates, yeah, you can't go back. But yeah. like, it's not there's not a fine line. Like it's still a good distance yeah. and and monitoring and all that and stuff. Especially in the one that's like shut down, like they're uh, okay. they're they're probably able to set up, yeah, several yeah. yards down or whatever. Oh, interesting. Uh, that's but I mean. That whole uh, Sound of Freedom movie, like, with the whole, like, I don't know if it's conspiracy, but with everything going on with, like, you know, them not wanting to put it out and shit, um, you working on it, I'm sure, I know, like, I know you only did, like, what, that one scene? Yeah, just that one scene. But on the time you were there, like, did you hear people talking about, like, the whole, the controversy that could possibly happen? At the time, it wasn't really, like, uh, nobody thought about it as being such a controversy as it was now. I mean, I'd hear some things about it, like, oh, yeah, you know, um what's his name jim banner who's the name of the dude that the movie portrays well anyway oh yeah yeah uh that white dude uh uh, ballard ballard something ballard but they were like yeah you know like they talked about it they didn't think it was be it was going to be such a controversial film as it was when we were filming it like uh we thought it was going to come out within the next couple months when they got done filming it Mm. like 2018 yeah 2018 and released in 2023 that's how long it was being held back fuck dude yeah i know i i watched it it was um I mean, like, it wasn't anything that I haven't seen in any other film. I think we talked about it before, but, like, like I mean, there was some scenes where I was like, oh, shit, like, that's crazy. But, um, like, there wasn't anything graphic, really. Like, it would show, you know, like, a little kid and then, like, some guy would grab him, take him mm-hmm. to the room. And then the next scene is them just crying in, like, a bathtub. You were so disappointed? You, I mean, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you wanted there, more. I wanted. Yeah. I, hey, I'm gonna buy the DVD, get the unrated yeah. version. That's fucking like, terrible. <laughs> the director's cut. Is that what you the, think it is? The CP, the CP rated <laughs> version. <laughs> oh god. No. The dark, dark web version. No, no. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. I'm the editor of this, and no, I'm like, like the, I'm cut myself. that. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's. I feel like the movie touches on things we already know exactly yeah that's it's why just something we already know that's going on like um like keep an eye on your fucking kids yeah like keep an eye on your fucking, fucking kids, kids. Yeah. yeah they're like oh Don't i have to drop them off at a park <laughs> when they're six like, and then like go pick up food and come back that's always been like an issue with me on like projects i work on like when people want to bring awareness to something like oh hey, let's bring it's a- corny huh? yeah like let's bring yeah. awareness to homelessness like well i mean it's we not all about no yeah we all know there's homeless people we pass by them every day I, I think we need to make a change in people's habits not yeah. like 
yeah bring awareness provide a solution motherfucker yeah like, it's like just... hey man like you know there's a homeless dude over there chilling in front of the store and i'm like yeah i know that he's been there for the past five years you're just exploiting like, yeah. that thing without exactly lending any exactly. semblance of like help or yeah. a hand you like know what I mean? right now i'm doing a project i don't know if i told you guys I'm, I'm working for the city of san diego right now it's with the fsbn so a couple people in the imperial valley were granted uh, a budget uh, they were given a grant I did see this. Yeah. You posted it on Facebook, exactly. right? You were like, there's an article about you? Uh-huh. Yeah. So Go. we were uh, 15 artists from the Imperial Valley were selected. It was between the Imperial County and San Diego County. 60 yeah. people in total. So I was one of the 15 out of the Imperial Valley. Fuck yeah. So we Congrats, had to, by yeah, the way. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's big for me. So we had to touch on a social issue. You know, it's like homelessness. I was like, ah, I didn't really want to do homelessness because like, we've already got a lot of homelessness and everybody knows about it. That was the exact reason we were just talking about right now. So it's like, I'm not going to make no difference telling everybody about it. Yeah. And there's a, you could either do a um, environmental issue. Yeah. And I was like, everybody knows the salt and sea is dying. Like, what are we going to do about it? Like uh, we, we try, you know? So like I picked something that was something that's right in front of our faces that we don't talk about that we should talk about. And I've already pitched it and I, it's going to get green lit. hundred percent. Sure. Fuck yeah. I've already written a damn hundred percent. So hundred oh, percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they told me like, yeah, choose that. Cause I pitched something else to them and they were like, nah, stick with that one. Oh, okay. So it's gonna be about technology addiction. Oh, uh, I like that. So uh, I'm addicted as fuck. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, what better person to do a documentary on it than an actual addict? Than an addict. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's gonna be touching on um, you know, technology addiction and how it affects our youth and our our so um, you know mental health and all that because it does affect our mental health. Dude, that made me nervous when you said technology addiction because I've constantly in my same. head I'm like, this is not. This is too much and that's something like i feel like where you can tell something it's like um when i'm at my parents house i'm like hey you're on your phone a lot and oh shit and like you know that does bringing awareness to that person does make a change in their habit so like um yeah it's, it's a whole campaign it's called please log out um nice. and it's going to be a 30 minute documentary on technology addiction i'm going to interview a couple of professionals and stuff on on uh, mental health and and there's going to be a social media challenge at the end of it where um we're going to encourage people to back away from technology and focus on the things that lo- they love that don't have to do with technology you know like skateboarding hiking oh, okay and stuff like that yeah, anything <laughs> like you know art i want art. to point out the irony that you have to do that challenge through social yeah, media it's, it's crazy like <laughs> but, uh, but there's no other fucking yeah, way to do it exactly there's like, no other way to reach people on, on my pitch it was like well how are you gonna like get this out to people i'm like well on I'm social media <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> carry i'm gonna send a carrier pigeon not yeah. this building. <laughs> that's what yeah you're gonna make a post and just be like yeah. after you're done get yeah. rid of social yeah. media but by the yeah. way yeah. it's a good opportunity starting now yeah now. Like you need a wolf to catch a wolf or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, wolf. Okay, so yeah. I was like yeah i'm gonna throw it out there on social media like hey you're using too much social media so we'll see how it goes i mean it's the first time it's the first time uh program that i'm going through like they have never did this program before we're this is the pilot program they're like funding these artists this money and they're trying to get it like organized to see how it works out Oh yeah. So I'm like one of the first ones to go through this, and it's like it's a lot of money for the project. They they granted us thirty five thousand dollars for oh, this project. Oh man, can I have it? I wish I could have it. <laughs> Just give me five. I don't like keep the thirty. <laughs> yeah, I don't. We'll see. Hey, l- let me hold two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to cut the budget so much, so maybe I will have a lot left over. Now yeah, they're yeah. they're encouraging <laughs> us to use this entire budget. Yeah. Like you guys, you guys gotta use every cent. Hell so. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, get some good dude. equipment. I mean, you 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 were talking about million dollar budgets earlier. I imagine. 30 grand's gonna go fast oh hell yeah well yeah. for for me like i've always stretched on my budgets on my films i'm working with like 600 dollars budgets and stuff so like 
That's a they're, lot of money, even for me though. Like six hundred dollars. Six hundred. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Like, cause I'm to, broke. So that's how I get in the film festivals. I mean, like, a dollar. If, if, <laughs> if it if it leads to to nothing for you, like that's yeah, six hundred. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, I've, I've had that happen a lot. Like two hundred dollar budget, budget six hundred dollar budget, and some of my films don't even win film festivals. Damn. But the one that won me an award at this last one only cost me like fifty bucks. That's awesome. Yeah, the Salton Sea poem. Uh, I won first place at the Salton Sea Film Festival. It debuted and also showed at the Oceanside Film Festival. I, oh, I, was, I wasn't like um, I was nom not, not I wasn't even nominated, but like I played over there, mm-hmm. and that was a big deal. But yeah, I mean, it won me an award, and I was like, crap, like, damn. But yeah, some it doesn't even matter what gear you use. Also, I filmed that one with the cell phone. <laughs> Dude, wow! I, I, there's so many people that'll like message me and they'll be like, bro, like, what do I need to start a podcast? And I'll, and I'll tell them what I have, but I'm like, dude, do you have an iPhone? Yes. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like you can just do it with your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Like you can use that as a camera, maybe go buy like, you know, one of them Yeti mics, like, you know, the $50 mic or some shit yep. and like, just start from there. iPhones are amazing. They, they, oh, like- we, we, uh, I forgot my GoPro one time mm-hmm. and Emil's like, what if you just use your phone? And I didn't think I could record past like 10 minutes. It oh, you use the cloud, right? I use the yeah, cloud. the cloud helps. I bought a the lot. two terabyte. Fuck yeah. yeah, that's the best. I love the cloud. Yes, dude. But so. not only that, the camera quality is great now. Like they're comparing 4K them. Ultra HD yeah. and all this shit. They're yeah. comparing them to red cameras. And for someone that likes to film cinema like me, 24 frames per second at 4K or 24 um at not not 4K, 1080p, whatever. Mm. 24 24 frames per second is like what you want to film all your films on. And Damn. the fucking iPhone does it at high quality, like perfect. I couldn't tell that episode that you did. Right. You- exactly sync the audio too yeah. i couldn't tell the difference yeah. So that's yeah, the dude. future and that's why the film market's so oversaturated right now that's why it's so hard to stand out because you have so many people that have access to everything now yeah and i mean that and that's the thing i want to get a i want to get like a photographer in here because not that i want to like bag on them but like everything they're doing with like these thousand dollar cameras like can't you just do it on your phone well not even thousands you know how much a red cinema camera costs okay my camera is an entry-level camera it's a black magic that cost 5, me two g's okay right? yeah, i know they're they're okay. up there yeah there's some black magic i've, I've five. done my research like on some Earth, cameras okay so like a red like a red for what they use on film sets right now for like avengers and shit thirty five thousand dollars just for the body you still gotta buy lenses that are like hmm. thousands and like an Ari Alexa, which was the older camera first they started using Reds. And I've been on set where they use Ari Alexas. Those are hundred thousand dollar cameras. What's what's Red? Red is a brand. Okay. So it's a, it's a cinema camera. Okay. So they have like different models, like the Red Scarlet, the Red Dragon, and, and those are good cameras. And you they use them on almost every current film being shot. And right those now. are the ones that are like 30, 35 grand. Yeah, thirty grand, thirty five grand, seven hundred dollars a day to rent. So. Fuck. So I don't even fuck with that. Like I, I like for twenty four hours trying to get everything knocked out. Yeah, that's it's gotta stressful. Be a, that's got to be lucrative ass business. Though. Very. Inve- that's a good investment, but then you got to trust that very expensive equipment to film crews. Yeah. And oh. Like every set I've been on, they rent their equipment. Yeah. That's where part of the budget goes to. None of these companies own the camera. I used so. to. Hmm. I used to work at a brewery, um, in like the Glendale Burbank area, and across from us, I think, was a equipment rental, like warehouse, like oh, one sure. of the big ones, uh-huh. and uh, that from morning to night bro trucks in and out Just, yeah i think I, I think they like equipped the truck and then they'd come in in a van one guy would get out jump in the truck with everything they needed for the day take it to a set and hey. it was just like that's got to be lucrative like making a bunch of money oh very yeah. it's like non-stop everyone wants to film 24 well, like 7 especially in los angeles there's like expensive things though yeah very expensive i think you gotta like have insurance for things like for that for sure 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I know the guys in here, like, with a lot of their shit, they have their shit, like, in case ever it ever breaks or if the place gets broken stolen, into or yeah. stolen. Yeah, they have insurance on it. And I was Smart. like, wait, you have insurance on your cameras? They're like, yeah, Smart. dude. That's their whole bread and butter, and that's, it, yeah, yeah, it's their career, so that's what they need to yeah. make their money or whatever. So I was like, oh, that's I didn't even know you could put insurance on a fucking camera or something, but... Yeah, you need to. I don't insure mine, and I've never dropped mine. Knock on wood, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do. It. I'll give you yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I've never dropped mine, but I mean, you know, I eventually I want to upgrade. Um, maybe like a, I wouldn't say like in the six thousand dollar range, probably. But I'm not gonna go as far as the getting a red. I feel like for an amateur filmmaker, that's just a waste of money. Like a lot of tips I give to other people that are starting out. A big mistake is people wanting to make two hour, one hour long films, and like uh, when you're starting out, you want to do like. Uh, 30 minute films five minute films yeah short just do tons of shorts and explore what you can do and get to all sorts of film festivals and like yeah because uh i've seen a lot of people out in the valley make that mistake they do a one hour two hour film it's like dude you could be exploring yourself so much like instead of just banking on one film one project it's just like it's counterproductive i wonder how applicable that is to like us doing stand-up like probably not too good (laughs) i do a two-minute show but like kind of you know what i mean like I, i i write a bit about eating ass and i want to talk about it for five minutes and it's like bro that was funny for the first 15 seconds what if you just stop oh, okay kind of like uh, I see, you know I see. what well, i mean yeah and then you're just like no i got it i got it i got it the, i wouldn't say that's starting out as well because like there's there's comedians that jump around a lot like i like how Chappelle jumps around a lot yeah Chappelle changes subjects a lot i don't really uh, watch a lot of comedians but like Chappelle's mm-hmm. one of my favorites yeah. no yeah of course but, I mean, that's but, good but you got to think like that process of going from like in your case like a two hour film and then cutting it down to ten like it's when they do the two hour film that's everything they thought so they think it needs to go but then if you trim fat and you trim fat and you trim fat it's gonna take longer yeah way longer it's not gonna look as good and you waste money too like it's all budget too like my my $600 film would probably cost like eight thousand dollars if i wanted to do not i'm, I'm over exaggerating two thousand dollars if i wanted to do two hours mm-hmm. or an hour but like, so you think just from the beginning you should go into it like i'm doing a 10 minute or i'm yeah. doing a 20 minute everyone who starts filmmaking should start short and i learned that not the hard way but i i saw other people learn the hard way and it's just like from experience so did you ma- have you produced anything like an hour worth never no okay I've always oh, so done. you're still in that process yeah, I'm of still just in that like process. little shorts and I, stuff? I think i'll never have the opportunity to do that until i reach like the higher budgets and like i get the opportunity one day we're like hey like work for a production company do this film for us like because yeah. <clears throat> yeah that's like big boy stuff two hour one hour yeah. I mean, you could do two hour one hour and, and maybe if you have something that works that's cool i'm not knocking that but like yeah. for someone that wants to explore what your style is yeah. or what your your strong suits are yeah short jump films. around try a little short films, because yeah, say for like a uh what's like a typical duration short film? for you for me uh 10 minutes 10 minutes That's so like, for for like a 10 minute film how long are you actually how, how much like oh 10 minute film footage like, do you have like a month or two. Oh, for footage oh god like hours and hours hours, hours so of that's footage yeah. for a 10 minute so that's, video yeah. but yeah. that's so not that's what you're saying yeah. like if you were trying to make a 2 hour video you'd probably have to record for 50 right. or 100 yeah. oh yeah you'd have yeah. to film for a long time like i mean the films i worked on the f- the feature films those are what 2 hour films and uh, we worked for 3 months 2 months yeah and uh, still some of it didn't even make it on screen yeah so it's like start small manageable yeah well and then also like you brought up the whole comedy thing i was thinking the same thing but in a different way with your shorts like if you're making a lot of these shorts similar to like us making bits they're like quick you know little two three minute bits and later on 
like with your shorts, you could always turn that into a full length movie. You uh, can, you can, you didn't. Or not no, really, because no. what you do, the whole process consists of writing a script. Never mind. Fuck yeah, your your script. <laughs> yeah, no, your script is your skeleton. Like you'll probably have two hours worth of footage, but it's two hours of the same scene. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like it, it all yeah, comes that, out in the writing. Yeah, that's just what I meant. It's like the, the okay, work yeah. hours. Yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. yeah, you could never condense it. Like it, it's always got to be the length has to be decided when you do the writing. Yeah um getting back into you on on sets and stuff um what are some i know we talked about it but uh-huh. what are some you know pros people, and cons are people uh, okay. I, want, I want to start with okay. people no okay people uh we'll get into pros and cons but i've, I've yeah. worked with some pretty cool people like uh just mila, go off the yeah, list just keep going mila jovovich from resident evil jane franco okay, I know that, isn't yeah it? method man twin shadow um snoop dog and uh that's it those are all the a-list people i've worked with method man had to have been super cool uh, Method man was awesome i think he was very down to earth and like he kicked it with our department so much and the, yeah. and our department only consisted of like four people oh fuck yeah that's but cool. like um yeah it was really weird he ended up being like a regular co-worker like after being with him for like that's two dope. weeks at a time dope. two weeks 12 hours a day really cool guy and i, I would i would tell him sometimes like hey i'm gonna select you me and me and my brother all the time playing uh def jam, def and jam vendetta, vendetta? Yeah. <laughs> bro that's such a good that's so dope that you brought that up to him i yeah. fucking love that def jam for vendetta fight for new york i have to show you the picture that i took with him at, at the end at the end of the, on his last day i told him hey dude let's take a picture like, dude i always do this our last episode everything side was showing us or videos i was talking about i'm posting right here i didn't post them so please send me these pictures yeah so I can i'm gonna put send them, them to you okay. but and, uh, uh yeah uh and then you you said you mentioned James Franco. James Franco, he was all right. He was cool. He was very busy all the time. Uh, he didn't interact with us too much because he was uh, producing the film. He and seems like a very directing. intense dude. Like he's he, very intense he, and very he went serious. Went to film school, right? When he, he already had the career, actually, very artsy. Yeah. During the filming, he would always take off to Los Angeles from the Valley to attend his classes. Oh, he and had a cl- he has a class. Yeah, he was teaching classes at the time. That was part of the whole scandal, huh? One of his students? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I plead the fifth. I, I plead the fifth on that one. I plead the fifth. Yeah. I can't say anything on that <laughs> one, but he he was always very busy, like super busy all the time. Even on set, he'd have his headphones on, taking notes. Like he was always really. Yeah, he he's not like I don't know if it was just that set, but he wasn't the comedy dude you see all the time on. Yeah, it's crazy well, working he, around I mean, him though. Dude, he worked so much, and you don't get to that point if you don't. If you're not immerse weight. yourself, yeah. yeah, yeah, not. But another cool one was Mila Jovovich. Oh, she was awesome. That's the that's the chick from Resident Evil, the main girl, right? Yeah, the, the main eyes. girl, the blue. Eyes. She even came out in the fifth, uh, fifth element, fourth element, fifth, fifth, element. fifth element. Yeah, yeah. Lilu. She was Lilu. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I actually yeah, had an interaction with her because um, she was always on set. We'd always talk to her all normal and stuff. But there was one night we were after we were done filming, all the crews would get together at the Motel Six where they were staying, and we'd kind of party. Not really party, but like we'd drink and hang out. Hang out. And I remember I saw, I walked up to the Motel Six and I was in the lobby area, and I saw not the lobby, like the main yard. Yeah. And I saw all my you know art department dudes over there chilling. I was like I'm gonna go see what they're doing, and they're sitting around Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich right there, like drinking a white gla- glass of white wine. Wine a glass, and um, <laughs> glass of wine, and um. Wine a glass? What did I just glass say? Of wine. Glass of wine. Wine a glass yeah. is and stupid. Then, anyway, yeah. <laughs> and, and I walked up and uh, everyone right was talking picture. to her and we were having fun and I was like, cool. And like everybody took off, right? And this is how I got the picture. So everyone took off and I was like the last one there and I was like, so, uh. You want to fuck? No, I was like, hey, what's up? So, uh, like after everyone left, I acted all lame. Like, it's hey. just you two? Yeah. Like everyone oh. walked off. I was like, hey, um, I don't want to sound lame, but like, I'm like a big fan. Like I was like five years old when like the fifth element came out and she's like, Oh, that's a great way to compliment somebody. And I was like, oh. Because well, you're reminding her she's old? Yeah. And I was like, well, you still look like Lilu if you had the orange wig. Like, just like her. Like, oh, thanks. And I was like, hey, um, can I get a picture with you? And she's yeah. Because, yeah, you know, I'm not supposed to do that when I'm working on set. It, wasn't even, it was after hours, but I didn't want to do that in front of everybody. 
so everyone took off so i was like here's my chance yeah so yeah we took a picture and i just talked with her for a little bit and yeah that was it she was chilling in front of her room just reading and drinking a glass of wine damn dude that's fucking cool but it's funny that you guys were at a motel six yeah everybody stayed there it was like really low-key you wouldn't know everyone was staying there oh okay jane franco wasn't staying he would go off to la but mila mila was staying there a lot of the producers were staying there and they were renting one of the rooms on the side for like a uh, editing management bay they would load all the hard drives there and just keep oh, wow. track of the footage and stuff dude that's fucking good old crazy. motel six yeah i know um and uh what was i gonna say oh, oh and it, suki waterhouse who is that suki waterhouse came out in the bad batch she was the the android woman in future world that was also acting along jane frank i've never seen future world okay you keep mentioning it and i'm like i need to watch it now. yeah you should check it out um she was in it and also the other main character was a uh, jeff Wahlberg that's mark Wahlberg's nephew i was working <laughs> jeff, with him jeff yeah, yeah i was working really? with him for uh, a couple months also he's pretty cool okay. it's a lot young he came out in the adora the explorer movie he came out as uh, diego oh I, okay i watched that yeah he oh, okay that's okay. who he was he's the main character also in future world he, he, he was brown? with us for the whole production huh why is he brown I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was like super white. Yeah, he was he was pretty cool. <laughs> did you did him. he talk to him about like his brother and everything or who? Did you talk to him about his brother? No, no, not really. It was always really casual conversation. Like especially when he hung out with us, he was always down to hang out with us and stuff. But it was never we never asked him about Mark. We never asked him about any other shit. I bet you he was just waiting. He's like, you guys don't want to like ask. A- it seemed like he didn't want to talk about it. Like well, probably because he's trying to make a name for himself. Yeah, so, make, like, yeah, yeah. But the Wal- he's a Wahlberg, so it's yeah. pretty crazy. And then also, yeah, he's probably like he doesn't want to be known as like Mark brother. I worked with him twice. No, like, uncle. Uh, his, that's uncle, his, uncle, yeah, uncle. That's sorry, his yes. uncle. Yeah, I worked with him twice. I worked out with him on uh, Don't Come Back from the Moon, and then I also worked with him on Future World. So he already kind of knew who I was. Like it was in the same department. So, mm-hmm. but damn, he is fucking dope. Yeah, um, that's sick. <laughs> fucking, I, what do, so. I know you, you said, you talked about this, which I thought was weird, is that uh, you're not, a, even though you're into filming and like the production and all that behind the scenes, you're not a big film person. Like you don't watch a lot of movies, right? No, I have like my three top films. It's uh, The Fast and the Furious. Nice. Lost Boys. Nice. And um, Hackers. Hackers. It came out in 1995-ish. It's like a... Old man over there might yeah, know what <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It has like Angela <laughs> Julie. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, my movie, my interests aren't that great. Like, people will always tell me, you haven't seen this movie, you haven't seen that movie? And it's like, no, I haven't. I have, like, my certain favorite movies, and I, I love making movies, but well, I, mean, I, I haven't that, seen them all. It's kind of cool that you do that because uh, I feel like, in a way, that, that you kind of create your own style. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I get the idea, like, I, I don't watch too many stand-ups just for the reason that I don't want to watch someone and I enjoy them so much, and I'm like, I need to do that. Like, I yeah. like that, so I need to do that. I, I, I mean, and I get it. Like, there's only so many ways, so many styles you can have. But you like to know that, like, you know, when, like, I don't like if people watch me, like, oh, you remind me of, like, so and so, like, Dane Cook or something. It's like, no. no I've like, heard that. I had a friend. You remember Skater Mike? No. He was from Calabat. He always told me, um, if you like making a certain kind of music, you don't listen to that music. Like, he liked, yes. like, he liked rapping, so he always listened to punk music. Okay. And he's like, he never wanted to listen to rap because he subconsciously influenced, like, it, would get yeah, influenced. Influence. Yeah. yeah exactly. And I just see that happen to me. Like, I'll watch a lot of movies or, like, something like that, and I'll try, like, I won't try, but I'll be like, I'll start making scenes like that. Like, oh, that movie I watched, like, uh, Drive. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I was trying to do scenes like Drive and stuff. I don't know. Okay. Like, well, my writing will be affected. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so you don't watch a lot of movies, but... Oh, Emil, can I get one, please? Uh, he's a, Yeah, he's, a, he's my co-host. The bar, bar, slash bartender. Slash bartender. <laughs> Thanks, bro. We're going to... When we start making money... <laughs> when we start making money we're gonna fucking hire a, a bartender like uh you watch you no, listen, sick. Emil you listen to um, we might be drunk 
we might be drunk. Yeah. You, uh, it's it's these two comedians, Mark Norman and um, Mark Norman and who? Never yeah, heard of Sam that one. Okay, um, but yeah, so there it's called. We might be drunk. They're always drinking on the show, but they have a producer as well as a bartender, and so like in the back you hear them shaking up drinks, and it's cool oh, because shit. then they invite guests on, and they're like, if you want a drink, you can, and like, what drink would you like? And they ha- and they have an episode I saw where they like they interview like through throughout the episode like different people are coming in to like make them drinks and i think it's awesome like these are like you know manhattans or like fucking uh all these like fancy drinks and stuff see that'd be pretty cool i could come in here and be like hey i need a screwdriver exactly yeah (laughs) no and i would love that because it'd be like that's your only job so you don't feel like a piece of shit like right now i feel like a piece of shit having a mill do this for me but like (laughs) but like at the same time like if we had someone that's specifically that it's like hey can i get another you know fucking old old english old-fashioned you know what old fashions are no oh okay they're great drinks but have to try them but it's funny because so like old fashions i the first time i had one was like in this fucking fancy ass bar in denver it was like 75 dollars for one and it was really good like they do the whole like they burn wood put the glass over it to get the smoky taste they do all that crazy i've had drinks like that and i've been to ventura i hated it so much like really i went on a skate trip i don't know if you remember I posted. I went on a skate trip with Steven and everybody. A while back? Mostly, yeah, no, this year. Last, oh, okay. last July. Oh, shit, no. And uh, we were hitting, like, bars on the on the whole coast mm-hmm. of, like, California. Mm-hmm. And we were hitting, like, up north in the morning. I got a little hipstery. And, like, they would do that, the whole smoke in the drink. And, like, they would put these, like, garnishes in the drink that were, like, air fresheners. In the way and shit. I hated that <laughs> shit. Like, I do not like drinks like that. Oh, like another one or? No, I'm good. I might get one of those tequila things. Oh, nice. Later. I'll finish this one. I'm still working on this. So. All right, cool, cool. I like your style. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were you saying? Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. But uh, thank you, sir. But that dr- that drink, uh, the old fashioned. It's funny because mm-hmm. uh, I had it like one time, all being all fancy and shit. And I actually enjoyed them. I don't, I don't. I've had like we talked about it. He's a big, you know, tequila connoisseur. Is that oh, what you would I'm say? About connoisseur. You, you know, you know, alcoholic. He's a big tequila centered alcoholic. Also, he just drinks a lot, yeah, yeah, and he knows. But like, so, so those I, I like uh, old fashions and stuff. But I remember one time I went to a bar like in San Diego or something, and I, I asked, I was like, "Can I get an old English?" Oh, and that's okay. the malt liquor like yeah. the fucking oh, that's the first oh, thing i thought yeah and so i was like can i get an old english and they're like um i don't think we sell those here and i was like really <laughs> i was like cold. you guys have all these fancy drinks and you don't have old english such a nice place <laughs> you don't have one oe hundred <laughs> yeah. in the back you start yeah. asking for like uh colt 45s and yeah. Oh, yeah well no, i i thought i was asking for an old-fashioned like uh-huh. the, the drink with whiskey and shit and so i was like uh and they were like, no. And I was like, really? The one with like whiskey? And they put the orange the peel. Yeah. And they were like, oh, they're like, you mean an old fashioned? And I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were, and then like the lady was like, uh, we're not in the hood. Like she said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> like a hood drink right there. Yeah. That'll, that'll be $36. What's yeah. the, uh, oh, you asked for a steel reserve? Still reserve. Yeah, still reserve. Oh my god. Sure. Paps <laughs> I love PBR. Hey, I PBR love PBR is a good beer. Hey, PBR, PBR was a cheap brand at first, wasn't it? And like it's still it kind of it hipstery. Yeah, but, oh, is it? but it's always like been it. it's always been decent beer. I love it. Yeah. I love the, the PBR. And um another favorite one of mine is Ballast Point right now too. Oh, Ballast Point, dude. San Diego's fuck. Sure. I love every time I go to San Diego, I try to go to one of the, the bars they have out there, like I, the breweries. I hate how they got rid of Longfin like that was my or favorite lager. yeah i like lager. sculpin is sculpin was good that's the only one i'll kind of like throw down if there's nothing there wasn't long fin but do you know the the ballast point like origin story i do not so it was started by these two guys in the back of a homebrew shop in san diego like across from uh the university of san diego it was ucsd a, yep mm. 
so it was a homebrew mart was the homebrew shop and in the back they would brew and they they got like a little nano brewery license and they would brew out of there and that grew and grew damn and so the the main brewmaster was this guy named yosef cherny and he built it like sculpin is his like all the main ones were his and they got to a point where they were massive and they sold to constellation brands which owns like corona oh shit for a billion dollars they're like a distributor uh no they're just a massive like international mega brewery like disney buying well they're like a brand and they owned a big beer brand like in corona so they invested in in ballast point but the genius part was when they sold Ballast Point to Constellation Brands for $1 billion, $1 billion. they only sold the, the beer side of the business. They were making liquor at the time, too. Uh, and that turned into Cutwater Spirits. Oh, shit. I love Cutwater. I never tried yeah. Cutwater. It's like Bro. vodka. And then they oh, eventually shit. sold Cutwater Spirits for another billion dollars. Oh, Damn, they're balling right now. Bro. From Two guys? I think it was two guys, and eventually, I'm sure they had investors come in and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, but originally, it was two guys in the back of a homebrew shop. Do you guys like pale ales by any yeah. chance? Really? I was a brewer for a long time. No so way. Yeah, yeah. I like I like all the styles, like Saint Archer and shit. Like Saint Archer. Really yeah, Saint Archer was one that started. I hate that. Can. Wasn't it like skaters and stuff? That <laughs> yeah, it was Paul like Rodriguez invested yeah. into it. Really? Yeah, Mikey <laughs> Taylor, I think as well. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't like pale ales. That's like my least favorite. Like, I mean, you guys like them, but, like, that's, like, my gripe with everybody. Everyone's like, you don't like Pell's? You, you don't like, like hop, the hoppiness? Is that what I that is? That. I don't like that bitterness. That's the yep. hoppiness. The garden I, yeah. flavor. Yeah, hops. I can't I do that. It, it, I depends, can't do that. it depends on what hops you use and when you use them. So, like, a pale ale, like, stylistically, is it's going to be bitter up front because you add those hops in early on in the in the process. And it does, it does add that bitterness. But, like, with a standard pale ale, you're countering it. Uh, Sometimes they got like a little goldish or even amber hue to them, because hmm. you're countering that like bitterness up front with a little bit of a malty backbone, like that sweetness. Oh, okay. And then your uh, one process is called dry hopping. So like once the beer is finished, you hops are expensive, dude. So to put them in at the end, you got to put a lot of them to get that like hoppy smell that like citrus or floral or whatever you're going and like for. a lot of people like the hoppiness a right a lot of people like that like hazy ipas are big right now okay. and those they, they don't add the hops in early on so it's not like bitter mm. um but it costs a lot more because you add a lot of them later on so you end up with like the hop taste and smell without like the the bitterness that was extracted from I gotta figure out what you guys appreciate about the hoppiness. I'm gonna try another Pella or something soon because, well, like, I mean, even my coworkers you don't really are like, smoke weed, right? I do not yeah, at all. I was gonna so, say, so yeah, those are those are very similar. similar. Very si- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, like, so in pe- the in the weed, you kind of taste. People the- who are stoners tend to like IPAs. Like, there's a lot of the same that makes sense. properties, uh, like the yeah. grassy part. Not grassy, but you could taste like when you're smoking the weed. Is it like you taste the weed? Kinda? Like flower, you taste like garden. That's what I like. Oh, That's shit. what I think. That's I, I, pretty crazy. Yeah. Like like uh, the terpenes. We we, terpenes. Talk, we talked about on our human dispensary episode. Like yeah, yeah. those things um, are the oils. Um, they have tastes and smells like like every other plant. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, dude, I, I love it. I um, but also like because uh, when I when I was in the military, I was stationed in Colorado. Right. Big oh, place shit, you're for in Colorado. Brewing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like every bar is a brewery, pretty much. But that's where I learned. Like, I dude, I 
I would go and just get like a Corona or some shit. And then at some point I was like, bro, like I'm in the military. I need to explore things. I was eating fucking pho and like uh, fucking Greek food. <laughs> I love like I, I had love a, pho, dude. dude yeah. I, I fucking oh, yeah. love it, dude. But like I had a group of friends that were were super like cool like they were down to try new things so we were trying like new sushi restaurants new greek food or new like italian places and stuff and like when it came to like alcohols we would go and we'd get flights and that's when i started learning about like different um flavors like i like i like citrusy i like if you work at a brewery you hate flights because imagine that's like eight glasses or whatever six glasses in one shot for per person you gotta like wash and shit i've ordered uh, a flight by accident once yeah. at a breakfast place i was like what the fuck is this because yeah. i thought it was just a <laughs> i thought it was a bloody mary not bloody mary shots and like it was, it was like, a bloody fuck. mary flight yeah it so was like all the four different... of them in a fucking wooden thing and yeah, i was like what yeah, the fuck yeah. is this and i was like i was with my girlfriend like, hey babe i don't like this shit yeah she drank them for me oh yeah. dude i dude flights are dangerous because because yeah. you think like oh i'm just getting like you're you think you're getting like costco samples of yeah. these but no dude these <laughs> are like like i got one at a uh, pine house one time yeah. right here in downtown yeah and uh they have like you can get a flight that's like eight percent and above and uh-huh. that's what me and my dad got i think the highest was like a 10.1 and uh and and yeah and so in colorado i used to just try those and that's when i started learning about like ipas and like hops and stuff and i, I like the gardeny taste like the yeah. like i say gardeny i don't know what you would say like but the hot whatever the hops gives that i love that yeah. and um I, I was big and like I, I love blue moon i love like like orange citrusy beers and stuff yeah. and uh but yeah, so so like that got me into it, and then also at the time I was a big alcoholic, so I would just go in and I'd see the menu, and it would tell you, you know, like the size, and it tell you the percentage, and I was like, give me a ten point five, you know, yeah. and like that. The only thing I didn't like was anything that was like, like that high up was like a fucking like a like a, a coffee beer, yeah, like a black stout. a yeah. stout, and I hated it. and 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 they would give in like a little goblin, like because it was so strong. They were like, yeah. just this will get you buzzed. And they were like hard to power through, but I was the alcoholic where I was like, I'm trying to fucking party. Like, what's the highest thing that's going to get yeah. me buzz? Like, one drink. Yeah. So I went straight to that, and I think that kind of fucked me because I kind of like that now. Yeah. So, like, if I go places, I'll be like... Can't go back. Dude, I can't go back, dude. <laughs> eight, like, a, a, like a Bud Light. What's a Bud Light? Like, four? Yeah. Dude, anything... Four and a half. Anything seven and be- or six and below? Yeah. Not for me. Damn. It won't do nothing. I have to drink too oh, many. Oh, so 805 is like your borderline then, right? 805 is pushing it. I mean... What's um, 805? Like five? Yeah, 805 is like five point something. Five, but five, I, five, six, six, maybe. I'll, I'll drink five, it because I like it, but like uh, if I go, if I want to go home and get a buzz and watch like fucking YouTube videos or something, yeah. that's my thing. Uh, I, I try to get like... Um, uh, what's the one you got me? Santan Moon Juice. Santan Moon Juice. That's like an eight or a 7.5 or I something. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. I, I try to get at least like a seven and above shit i don't well you know if i'm skateboarding i'll drink like bud light and everything like that but if i'm at the house i'll switch to 805s or anything stronger i love screwdrivers a lot <laughs> vodka and orange yeah that's like my number one my Man, like, you fancy yeah that's my dude you're getting fucked up and taking your vitamins yeah like, yeah i'll buy and orange juice and, and i'll do them at the house all the time and shit damn dude, dude I'll, I'll fuck with the screwdriver for sure on a plane or like yeah like breakfast, breakfast? i'll do breakfast yeah. i'll go with coworkers and i'm like screwdriver and they're like yeah. damn yeah <laughs> it's like that because yeah, like imagine if it's not that strong it's just orange it's just orange juice yeah and then if yeah. it is strong like orange juice does a fantastic job covering the alcohol it's so oh, citrusy yeah. it's like yeah. so sour and regular and like orange that. juice is so boring once you start having screwdrivers <laughs> yeah. so you're like at breakfast like i don't have regular yeah. orange juice what, is, what am i five yeah. <laughs> have you do you watch um uh, uh what's the show what's the show um um, um uh, it's the the Four guys, they own a bar with a girl, D. Never oh, seen it. Always Sunny. Always Sunny. You don't watch Always uh, Sunny? Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. 
people have told me to watch it i haven't seen dude, it dude there there's a scene where um charlie day and um what's the short dude danny no not danny devito oh danny devito, um, danny DeVito. okay they go yeah. into like a like this fancy party and uh on the table the, the table there's like a bunch of like drinks and it's just like cups of like apple juice uh, grape juice and like some other juices and then there's orange juice and then charlie walks in he's like hey man you said there wasn't any alcohol here and he was like there's not he's like they got screwdrivers right there he's like no charlie that's just orange juice he's like who drinks just mixer (laughs) 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 yeah and i was like oh that's so fucking good that's what i thought of right now when you were saying that because you can't drink regular orange juice i I love regular orange juice but like why drink regular orange juice when you'd have like a fucking we were talking about uh old english earlier you guys ever done the orange juice in the malt liquor i saw there's a guy on tiktok used to do that shit all the time there's a guy on tiktok that people will comment like uh, I had this one drink. It's fucking like, like apple juice and like Bud Light or some weird shit, you know. And he'll try it and he's like, "Bro, that's fucking." I saw that. Uh, yeah. Orange juice and uh, OE. Orange juice, like you'd get, you'd get the forty you'd like, like a malt liquor. With, yeah, for for us it was always Mickey's. Ugh. So you'd get a Mickey's, and we'd get them because it, the drive-through liquor store down the street, you could get uh, three of them for five bucks back in the day. Mm. So three of us would come up with five bucks. We'd go get them. And then you'd get like one little half gallon thing of orange juice or whatever. And you'd drink your 40 to the label and then top it up with orange juice and then kind of give it like a a whatever you could of a mix. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd call them fucking. um, It's like a blue moon. We call them like it was kind of like a blue moon. It was like a cheap ass blue moon. Damn. Before like blue moon was was out. Yeah, blue moon was out. And and we call them Compton cocktails or uh, or uh, uh, CCs or uh, give me two CCs. Manmosas. Manmosas. Yeah, that's a good one. Manmosas. Hoodmosas, dude. That's fucking. Dude, that's so dangerous. You told me that because I'm gonna try that probably tomorrow. Like imagine, imagine you're, you're drinking the malt liquor and you're like, fuck, Mickey's is rough. You know, you get it down. But once you top it up with that orange juice and it gets a little mix in it, it's dangerous because you end up drinking that shit so fast. So you're drinking 40 ounces of like I, I in the day, like I could drink two of them. No problem. Like watching some UFC fights or something. Drink two 40s. How about the, in, like, two hours? Uh, the blackout? Have you guys heard of the blackout rage gallons that these college kids are doing? Now? Um, uh, blackout. Rage it, yeah. So they, they buy a, a, bor- a Borg. Borg. Yeah. They buy like a, a gallon of I think they just have a gallon, right? And they it's, mix, a, it's a gallon of water. Yeah, and they put yeah. electrolytes in it, like a mix, like a drink, and they mix it with vodka and shit. It's all, it's, they empty the water. It's uh-huh. pretty much like half vodka uh-huh. in a gallon. And then they start, they'll put like, uh, yeah, like electrolytes yeah. or like that. Um, like the liquid IV and shit. Yeah, like stuff or, like that. Uh, shout out liquid IV, 20% off. Use promo code SLOP. <laughs> We had such sponsors. Oh shit, that works out perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but but drink it straight, not like we're about to. Yeah, explain. Like oh yeah, but if someone if some falls in, try it, dude. Some hey, falls into you. As know. long as it's that brand. Yeah, I heard that's dangerous. Those Borgs, like they're. Oh, black. they are because I want to try one just for the house. I'm I sure. do too. So I've done something like that at home before, like hungover. Jungle like, juice. Like trying to do like the hair of the dog thing. Oh shit. Where, oh like, okay. Where like I just in, into like a vodka soda, I'd throw a packet of liquid IV in. Oh, you know, I always wanted to try. This sounds like super like. If you drink this, you're like for sure alcoholic. Is like get like a vodka bottle. Mm-hmm. Once it gets to like halfway, 
instead of like mixing that alcohol into a drink with like orange juice just put the orange juice into that bottle shake that up and put that in the fridge that way you just always have like a mixer mix. i've seen one right seen someone that do that oh, once shit. they you have like saying? cold vodka and they'll do it half they'll put it in a bag mm -hmm. and they'll mix it with uh some skittles kool-aid stuff uh, and it'll be really good yeah there's okay. a guy there's a guy at work that he he's like one of those like country people he likes smoking meats and like mixing like fucking drinks and like moonshine shit oh, and shit. the other day he came to work and he had a mini jar and it was um uh blue goose or no go gray goose gray goose gray. fucking one of those colors gray goose and uh it had a bunch of like his favorite jolly rancher at the bottom and he left it overnight all the flavor and everything the color went into it bro i we were at work and i was like can i try he's like yeah i took a sip dangerous dude that it kills the alcohol taste doesn't burn yeah. you could you could drink that shit like yeah. juice yeah. so good so good and that's why i'm scared too because like i'm one of those people where like if someone tells me like if you put you know ice cubes in your tequila like it'll be less stronger like as far as the burn mm. i'll try it dude and then once i get that down where i'm like or like sometimes um like what's his name uh not John, uh, he was he was a singer back in the day um for like the mafia uh you wore a fucking hat john travolta no no, no john singer. um not john, john <laughs> you're, you're uh, close i know no, your no, name is frank sinatra frank sinatra. Yeah, frank sinatra frank sinatra used to do um like uh i want to say it was like a a jack on the rocks mm -hmm. but he would let it sit for a while so it could water it down i learned about that and bro yes baby so, dude you, you baby. guys are from arizona you guys ever try everclear Oh my, oh my god! I have a story about everything. I don't know if I told you, no. <laughs> dude. So when I was in the military, Fucking strong, dude. I was in the military and uh, I had just I got I they had I got reassigned to like uh, I, I was switching my job and um, they sent me to Georgia for Benning, and I get there and they were like you know they they told me you're gonna have to be in these uh, like these barracks for like a week or whatever until we find your unit and then we'll put you there. And so, and, and all it was was like a big fucking hall. Like it was like a, a big uh, open room with a bunch of fucking bunk beds. They call it like a bay. And uh, I walk in, I'm like, bro, like I've, I've been in three years already. Like I don't want to, if I don't have to stay here, I'm not going to. So I fucking slept in my car. So that night uh, I go to the, the little gas station. They have like, they serve liquor. And, and I saw, and I didn't have a lot of money. I probably had like maybe like 50 bucks or something. So I bought a bottle, like the little plastic ones of Everclear. I got uh, two things of orange juice, like Minute Maid orange juice, and I got like a bag of hot Cheetos and like a fucking gas station sandwich. And so I sat in my car, listening to music, watching oh, YouTube yeah, videos, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. and uh, I was just mixing this. I, dude, I wasn't even mixing, I wasn't mixing the drinks. I would take a swig and then drink orange juice. Oh. And I'm just, dude, I'm getting buzzed. I'm having a good Taking time. swigs of Everclear. Oh. Dude, ugh, ugh, yeah. dude. And, uh, and so then, uh, obviously I finished everything, and you know, you get like the late night munchies, you know, when you get drunk. So I'm like, fuck it, dude, I got my sandwich, I got my hot Cheetos, so I'm eating my sandwich, I'm fucking putting hot Cheetos in there. I pass out, at like 5 in the morning, I wake up, I have to like piss. So I go around my car, and you know like when, you, like, I don't know, it, I was sitting for so long that like I knew I was drunk, but once I got out of the car and started like walking, I was like, oh fuck, like I'm obliterated. So I get out, I'm like holding onto the car, moving to the trunk, and I'm pissing, and I don't know where I'm like, oh, my stomach kind of burns, I start throwing up everything it was like orangish red from all the hot cheetos and like the orange juice and and like i whatever i throw up pass out back in the car wake up again like at 10 in the morning luckily it was like a saturday morning there's not there's not anyone in the parking lot i realized that the parking lot i parked in was like a brand new parking lot it was like freshly paved with fresh white lines 
bro, I, I'm like, I pack all my shit up because I knew like I had thrown up. I pack all my shit up. I go to put some stuff in the trunk. Behind my trunk is just the sides. I have, I have I had a Subaru at the time. The back of my trunk, like not inside the trunk, but like on the floor, was just red dye everywhere. Like it looked like a fucking murder scene. I was like, oh fuck. And still, like I'm kind of buzzed and stuff. So I just throw my shit in the car, turn it on, and just drive off base. Like I just go to go get breakfast or something. But Everclear. No. Yeah, my first time Never. with Everclear wasn't as bad as yours. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> God damn, dude. And I was like, and like, I even after that, like, I had like the like the shits from like alcohol, and like, it was just burning from the hot Cheetos, and like, I wanted to throw up and shit at the same time. It was Ugh. no bueno. That's some Russian shit, dude. That's some shit they drink like for breakfast. I don't know. What's your, what's your Everclear story? Uh, yeah, sorry. Well, just a friend of mine that was from here brought some over to a house party and said, like, let's take a shot of this. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, and I took a shot of it. As soon as I took it, I just, you know, when you eat a hot pizza pocket and it burns yeah. the roof of your mouth and you got yeah. like skin hanging off? That's yeah. what it did to me. And like, uh, as soon as we took the shot, I went to the bathroom and I was trying to throw it up. I couldn't. And then like, I guess the amount of six beers hit me at once and I got yeah. kind of paranoid. Like, man, I drink a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, that was it. That was that. <laughs> oh, damn, <laughs> it wasn't bad as bad. yours, but like, <laughs> no, Everclear. Wow. That's some crazy stuff. It is wild, it's man. Very I remember, uh, like, so I, I, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but like, I moved here from LA when I was young, like five, and then back there when I was 15, and then back here when I was 20. And like, so I've been in and out of Yuma a long time. So, like, but when I was in high school and I'd come back to party from LA, um, jungle juice was a big thing. Oh, juice. So like, yeah. you know, yeah. in a, in a foam cooler, that. you do like yep. one fucking 750 milliliter bottle of Everclear. Uh, oh, you guys did it with Everclear. Yeah. Holy yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. We did it with vodka back in California. No, no, no. We would do, we <laughs> would do, we would do Everclear and vodka. Like, wow. so you would like supercharge it with the oh. Everclear. So you would get like a cheap handle and it, like a big cooler, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Not, like those not orange like the ones. Small foam one. Yeah. But like the either the biggest foam one you can get or like an orange cooler or like a Gatorade cooler or whatever. Yeah. And then so you would do like a handle of cheap pop off, smearing off, whatever, and then supercharge it with the seven fifty of the Everclear. And then from there it's all juice, soda, the fucking frozen juice concentrates, bunch of fruit, yeah. sliced fruit and shit. So we would do that and then like we would do that here and it was a thing and everyone would get fucked up and you know you drink till the sun comes up out of the cooler or whatever and so i'd go back to la with like these the jungle juice recipes and stuff and in la if they drank they they smoked weed and stuff even in high school you know but like so even if they drank it was like they thought you were going to show up to a party with like a 12 pack of Heineken mm-hmm. or like you know what I mean <laughs> or like some great goose or whatever so if uh, when I would sh- get a friend to get me a bottle of Everclear and buying Everclear here is like every liquor store has Everclear yeah in LA I remember one day we just drove around looking for Everclear so is it just illegal in, in California it's just or not, just it's just not carried whack <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's not worth having it's in the not, store. Yeah, oh, okay. like no nobody there is like, oh, something get that will just get me like <laughs> immensely fucked up and taste terrible yeah. and has no value other than the fact that it's like pure alcohol. Seems like a good mixer though. Yeah. Like you save money paying that. Yeah. And I remember just like throwing a party at my house and fucking pouring that for people and people just being like uh, you saw it in their face. Yeah. yeah, they were like, "What the?" And then you know, an hour later, everyone's hammered, and they're like, "Okay, I get it." Yeah, it's but a quick party. Before starter. that, it's like, yeah, Damn, this dude. is dumb. Fuck. 
Dude, I don't know how the fuck we got on alcohol with that. I don't yeah. know. We got even a <laughs> rabbit hole with alcohol. I know right? how. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, yeah. Uh, so, wait, Everclear isn't vodka? I don't know no, what it Everclear is. Everclear is like pure grain alcohol. So it's like moonshine kind of, right? It's like, it's like yeah. Oh, because you guys were saying Everclear and vodka. Like oh, you would make, well, I'm like, mix uh, it. Yeah, well, if you wanted to make the jungle juice strong as shit, you would do vodka and Everclear. Oof. Nah, dude. Fuck that. I'm done with Everclear. Never again. Same no. thing with... Uh, what shouldn't exist. No, dude. What they need it for poor people. <laughs> or like uh-huh. homeless people and stuff. Oh. Like the people that can afford like that. Yeah. You think that's what they're drinking? Uh, dude, they don't have a lot of money or they don't... Yeah, bro. Even if I was homeless. <laughs> you man, wouldn't drink know. Everclear or you're homeless? homeless? That's bad. Alcoholic. That's a bad sign. <laughs> Do you think they're sober? <laughs> you think they're sober the, homeless The snobbiest, the snobbiest homeless so. guy? Dude, we have some here. Snobby homeless people? Snobby. Like couple months no nah, this is like last year actually fucking i i went to the gas station went to the circle k and in, and it was like me this other guy and in front of him was like clearly a homeless person he was trying to buy like a beer he was trying to buy two beers and like something else he only had enough money for like one beer i didn't see what kind of beer he had i just saw it was like a blue can or whatever so i get up there and i'm like hey can i just buy the other one for him and the guy's like ah you can't do that and i was like all right so i paid for my stuff got back i went and i just got him a bud light i thought that's what he had so i go pay for it and I leave out and I see him in the parking lot asking people for like change and shit. And I go up to him like, hey man, like here's a beer, like no biggie. He was like, that's not the one I wanted. <laughs> I was like, you oh, fucked up, oh. dude. <laughs> dude and, and like, I felt embarrassed. I was like, oh man, I'm sorry. Like, like my bad. And I just kind of got in the car and took off yeah. with it. But like, dude, I, yeah, they're fucking picky out here. Yeah, Anywhere, horrible. I think. Yeah. They're not homeless. I've heard real. homeless people drinking Listerine. They get so desperate. I don't know. Oh, dude. shit. <laughs> when, I, when I was in the military and I was like huge, like alcoholic, um, I remember there was times when like, you know, like you, do you pour like Listerine into the little cap and then swing nah, it? No, I just swing it straight out the bottle. Okay. I, my own bottle. I would do into the cap and I remember one time I fucking woke up and I was like brushing my teeth and I took a swig and I fucking swallowed it like if it was a shot. I threw it back and I was like, oh, what the fuck? I'm just because so, you were on autopilot? So did, yeah. Did I was on autopilot. Did you get a buzz? No, or, uh, no. Oh. I just, my fucking stomach burned. Oh shit! <laughs> you left Buffalo Wild Wings three hours before yeah. that. You were like still. <laughs> yeah, I was still. In the, I was still in this motion. Yeah. Oh, Same thing with like. Um, there's been there's times like if I constantly go to the gas station to buy alcohol. Yeah. Like I'll go and just buy like juice and like some chips, and I automatically show them my ID, and they're like, "We don't need your ID." I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, like my bad. I'm used to buying alcohol." All the time. <laughs> I, yeah, I have a problem. I mean, I had a problem. Had a problem. Yeah had this is my first drink in like one two hours so yeah, oh, shit. yeah i'm like you're two hours great. sober you're great oh, up until now obviously <laughs> you're doing great <laughs> you're doing great um uh, so okay so something else i want to bring up mm-hmm. uh you're you're a big car enthusiast right oh yeah big i almost forgot about that yeah, no, yeah I, mean, I heard you guys talking about it and i don't think you mentioned it to him but well, the way you guys were talking i was like oh yeah he's like into cars yeah no i've been way into cars since high school i race a lot um I used to street race a lot for years and years and years. I remember I couldn't get into the CHP because of that. Um, did you get like? Did you get tickets and shit from it? Yeah. Well, I was in the Highway Patrol, right? And they do a background check. I got that far in the process, and I me got too. yeah, I got a letter after my background check saying, well, they told me during the interview, like you know, we're afraid due to some inc- discrepancies that you can't <laughs> continue. So I got a letter saying that you participated in over twenty-seven street races. Blah, blah. That's what they gathered from my information, like me getting Way in trouble. Way more than stuff. that, people. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> so, that's it, twenty twenty-seven <laughs> that you know about. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a I have a Civic. I've always had Hondas. Uh, I, I fucking love. Hondas. Yeah. I race on the track now and uh i race in the mountains too still on the street technically and uh yeah i'm into that i have a civic it's fully built uh roll bar uh 
racing radials well the drag the race compound wheel okay. tires is it like a yeah. hatchback yeah it's a hatchback it's yeah. a 1998 hatchback Dude, we used to have one back in the day a type oh, bar those are, oh no my shit mom, yeah my mom had one a red one and uh dude the red she didn't know how to drive stick shift at the time and my my dad was her boyfriend at the time he and he was like really close with like her family and stuff so uh, my mom my grandpa said like you can have this we'll get you this car as long as ab abraham my dad um can teach you and my dad at the time was like into like quads and dirt bikes and shit so he knew about cars and stuff too so he was like oh fuck you got a like a hatchback like a type r like fuck yeah, yeah. so soon as my mom got it he fucking took it to the shop hooked it up i don't know what else he did to it i don't remember i was like younger but i remember like and this is when we were living up in like california like san Bernardino area in riverside like around there and uh dude i remember me him me him um my my uncle and my uncle's well, my cousin his son we would go on like liquor rides and dude he w- we would take like an hour because he was just fucking like rah, rah. <laughs> like dude it was so much fun yeah and to this day fun. i want one when i when get i get one. money when Same. i fucking they're going up in price dude they're, they're extreme, yeah, ridiculously expensive and, that, and they were so affordable for so long yep. and it's like and when they were affordable, you thought they were overpriced, and now they're just like yeah, Integras. Like try oh, to get an Integra oh, right dude. now, and there's no way. I had an Integra; it was great. Yeah. I had a lot of cars, I had Miatas, Integras. Ninety four Integra. No, mine was a ninety. Yeah, ninety four. It was a DC body. Yeah. It was a coupe, a white one, and then I, yeah. I had a ninety. That's, uh, the, that's the best. Ninety one four door with a B twenty in it. Um, I've had two Miatas. Uh, 240SX, a 1991, a 1996 240SX as well. The 240s were sick. I regret selling mine. Uh, I had mine in 2014 around the time I got my truck. I sold it for $2,500. That same car could have gone for 13k right now. Did you have the motor swap and stuff? No, all stock, single cam KA. And uh, I used to try and drift that one. Um, uh, What was I going to say? I I heard recently that there's like a place in uh, uh, Austin, somewhere in Texas, and um you can you can buy like a like a 93 honda accord uh-huh. with like 11 miles really yeah it it i don't know i would how. get an accord if it just had 93 miles i, I love old hondas well I don't, like i don't know i don't know like how it all works i don't know if they just sat forever but like th- i saw a video and the guy like got into the car literally still had the plastic on the seats the the like the radio still had like that sticker that clear sticker wow, over the protector crazy. yeah and i was like oh dude i want one but i i, I think it was like 25 or something like 30 000. like i know sure. i know back in the day like my dream car in high school was like a civic hatchback like mm-hmm. an si hatchback mm-hmm. and uh uh you, you'd find these websites like in the early days of the internet you'd find these websites where like they were importing japanese motors because they had to take them off the road at a certain mileage, right? Yeah, 40,000 miles 40,000. Yeah. So you can get all these... You, you get a CRV motor for, you know, whatever. Yeah, the, the price B20s. Was, yeah, the I've B20. had a couple of those, and you get them shipped from the so shop. So you get a 40,000-mile B20 and yep. drop it into your hatch, and it was just like... That's the thing to do. Yeah. yeah that's, the, that's what I used to do all the time. My first two cars... My car in high school, I had a B20, a JDM B20, and yeah. my Integra. Yeah, they're, they're great awesome. engines, man. That's awesome. They're cheap, six hundred bucks. Well, not anymore. Even yeah. the even the motors are going. Could you up still in price. fit a turbo on if you were going? Yeah, if you throw a B twenty, you could still throw a turbo. I had a buddy it was had H twenty two. You could. Yeah, H twenty two was. A, I had a prelude. Those motors are huge. Dude, my mm-hmm. buddy Luis, he regrets it still. He had a ninety eight SH. I want to say, and it was that like uh, cream white. 
you know, oh, like shoot. that, like Pearl White. Yeah, yeah, that's like the second, not the second, the the generation after the '94 Prelude. I yeah, think. Yeah, 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 those are nice. It was beautiful, dude. And he uh, he got rid of it and got like a newer Civic, and he he like immediately regretted it and i feel like he still regrets it it was such a beautiful car and that motor that that motor was like fun to ride in no they're they're like, yeah those motors are quick yeah. like mine it isn't completely stocked i have it fully built and tuned i actually came last time i came here to yuma was to take my car to the dyno Dope. here and in yuma got, yeah oh, uh, shit, I didn't even know yeah there's a there's sense. a place over here called the uh, davos tuning i put my oh, car oh yeah yeah uh yeah, that's by my girl's house I, yeah i've seen oh, okay it. oh you live by it yeah I have a, or well, she lives by it she lives by it her parents do uh um, cool. no i it's funny because i have a, a tío tavo mm-hmm. so every time i see it i send <laughs> oh, him a picture i'm like hey your business is doing popping yeah <laughs> i trailered like, my car over here and i got it tuned like uh, that thing's uh really done i've taken it to chequala valley raceway a couple times outside of uh, palm springs right there i don't know, I know. It's, a, it's a it's a racetrack out there i have a couple friends that we all go together and it's uh it's cool it's like it's a break from the mountains because we race in the mountains but at night Fuck. and then uh when we can when there's track days we go out to the track but uh the mountains are a lot of fun <laughs> dude um no yeah when when i wasn't so when i going back when i was in colorado for some reason colorado has a big car scene yeah i think you guys have a uh, pike's peak over there pike's peak yeah. yeah the race yeah um but when i was there there was always like car meetups and shit like there was like there was a place in uh colorado springs in uh at a hobby lobby they filled a whole parking lot and bro like it wasn't just like hondas and shit like some people had like gtrs like fucking supras like it was insane it was like shit i should have paid for to get in but it was just people that had these cars they would hit you up like through a text it was so cool it was like some fast and the furious shit yeah it's like that in the valley still really (laughs) yeah i was at a meet last night okay i know they do some here but they're not like like when i saw like the first time i saw one was in colorado so any one i see around here i'm like ah that's nothing like dude i I bet they're way better over there dude it was and then like there's people that like have sponsors so they have like product out there they're giving out to people like and it's just shit like you get a text and like hey let's meet up and so like at the time um i got into cars too so i had a a a 2001 subaru uh but the bug-eyed ones a blue one nice those are sick dude i fucking love that car i went to uh there was a it was a subaru san diego or something but it it was like a used car dealership in like al cajon and they had the whole lot was filled with fucking subarus like any type you could think of like hooked up ones like basic ass ones and shit and so i saw that one it was like i want to say like 10 10 or 11 thousand or something so i uh I, i ended up buying one and I had that car for a while, and uh, dude, it was dope. It was like rally blue, and it had like the the bronze rims and shit. Oh yeah, Actually, like the like the staple Subaru. Yeah, like, that's badass, dude. And so, um, so I had that car for a while, and it's funny. Um, I ended up selling it to my uncle who lives here in Yuma. So I he's still it's still here in town. Oh, shoot. Okay. So I see nice. it every now and then, and I always tell him I'm like, dude, I miss it. I regret selling it. Literally, I sold it because at the time I was like doing some training course when I was in Georgia. Mm and we couldn't use our cars so our car sat for a while during the winter time and ended up fucking something happened to it i didn't know what was wrong with it ended up taking it to a dealer or a, a garage ended up being just a fucking fuse had blown yeah something basic and but at the time i was like i don't want to deal with it i'll just sell it i ended up selling it to my uncle and then uh i had a buddy that was living in georgia at the time he drove it down for me or whatever and so now i see him around it i'm like bro i miss it so much so i told him i was like if you ever thinking about selling it please hit me up first and he's like fuck no 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 he's like he's like yeah i'll let you know but like but i'm saying he's not gonna sell uh, he's not uh, i don't i think he will i think in time because you know he's gonna he's started making money now and stuff so i'm sure he's gonna want like a a newer car or something but uh i'm pretty sure he's had homies hitting him up right because dude like if you see it like 
it's fucking dope it's not like it's not all hooked up and shit yeah. but like just the basic body of it is like yeah. nice yeah. and it's it's the it's like i think only what 2000 2001 or 2001 2002 Bro, were the only bug eye version to one of his buddies that's fucked up i know yeah maybe i mean maybe you go in and like yeah throw in some money for it what's and up, then Dio? Yeah. What's it gonna take, bro? Yeah, what's it gonna take? What's the, the number? Fuck, the, the new slot mobile. What's it gonna do? What's it gonna <laughs> dude, take? It is so dope. It's yeah. blue and everything too. Yeah, we can put some bad. yellow. I didn't know you had one of those. That's yeah, sick. dude. I, yeah. So. And I, I, I like uh, uh, blacked out halfway through your description. It was stick or yeah, stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we need. Yeah, yeah. No, dude. I. Uh, uh, they don't make out. manuals anymore. No. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, they do, Rarely. but oh, like, it's but not the same. They're no. not hydraulic. They're electric now. Yeah. So it's like the shifting is different. Uh, it's like elect- it's electrically controlled. Uh, res- like the reservoir, the slave cylinder, master cylinder. Like you don't have hydraulic fluid running through everything. It's yeah. like electrically controlled. Uh, okay. Kind of like the accelerators are electrically controlled now. I guess. Uh, okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. I actually shout out to my dad, but like um, when I first started learning how to drive, we had a uh, 2000 or 99 Honda Accord. Was it a red one? A green one. Oh. It was like a forest green one. Oh, Jonathan, my bad. Jonathan. John had the red, had one. The red yeah. one. That one was uh, automatic, though. Okay. But uh, he said he's like, if you want to, you know, if you want to learn how to drive, you're gonna learn how to drive stick first. And I fucking hated it. I only learned so I could get, so I could get a, a car and like get my license or whatever. But I want to say a year after that, I was I, I I wanted stick shift. Like I fucking loved it. And so I I've always known how to drive stick shift since I was like in like eighth grade and shit which is cool because i didn't know that was like a thing that like a lot of people don't know how to do yeah no nope. and, and i mean on top of that like they say what like if you have a like a, a manual car like they're less like they're they get stolen less, yeah which is funny because people just break in and they're like yeah. oh fuck like, i can't drive i don't know how to drive <laughs> yeah. this i'm a piece of shit i don't know how to drive <laughs> stick yeah yeah so yeah so i i yeah so i um i even now dude like i i have my jeep whatever but i i want a stick shift car it's so much yeah, fun like dude. jeeps you can still get manual yeah but, but i want to i want to like a sports car, car sports like car. yeah oh, different sure. i want to be like yeah. low to the ground yeah. fucking yeah. i love oh, downshifting yeah. Dude, it's so getting or like in Colorado or like eh, if you're in a big city where there's like you have to go on the freeway to get to a lot yeah. of places. Dude, getting on the off the off ramp or the on ramp or whatever the fuck they call it, like going into the freeway, bro, That's just trying fun. to catch up to the, everyone else. Like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. dude, it's so. If much the fun. weather was better, better. If it was like winter, I would have brought my hatch over here. You know, like, I got no AC, no interior. Yeah, I ripped yeah. everything out. It's so. just one seat. Yeah, it was one seat. I had the passenger seat in there because I took my brother-in-law with me to our last canyon run. But yeah, mm-hmm. usually I run one racing seat in there. That's awesome. So, yeah. Fun. That's cool. Um, another thing I want to get into, obviously, you guys saw I just turned the TV on. Yeah. I have some videos I want to show you guys. Um, have you ever been to any of those uh, those uh, what are they called? I don't know if they're called car meetups, but like where they block off a road. Oh, side like, shows. Is that what they're called? Yeah, side where people shows, drift yeah. and shit. I've never been to one. I've been yeah. wanting to go to one. I've been trying to find out where they have them, like in, in close to us. They're all in San Diego and Los Angeles. L.A. Yeah, L.A. is real big. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, I have some videos. I know you're very squeamish on some of these things. Oh, no. It's oh, not. No. <laughs> it's just, you'll see, dude. If you get, all I'm saying is like, you have a group of people, you have a four-way that people just block off. People are standing around. Cars are just drifting in the middle. Yeah, people are trying to take pictures. I know where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big supporter of sideshows, but they're cool yeah, to watch. They're, yeah, they're, <laughs> my, my, little, my little brother goes to them. Ambrose? Oh, no way. Yeah, he's been to a few. Where he's at? Like, uh, in LA, tell him to give me the hookup. Be in the back, yeah. bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he better be in the back, bro. He's I've sa- I've showed him some of these videos. I'm like, bro, you can't be up close. No. All right, so I got some videos for you guys. Uh, let me just do screen recording so I could do this. But um, these are oh, okay. Fuck it, I'll just post. Okay, so here's the first one. Is there audio? 
Oh, Mustang. It's instantly uh, a crack. Okay. Oh, my God. Already? Bro. Oh. Immediately. Ba, 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 ba. It ran over his legs. Uh, Dude, his I love you every ass. time. Ass. Every time. I can see his balls, too. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. So his legs aren't broken. No, I don't know. Like, dude, so many times people get ran over, like drifting, like bah, over their heads, over their yeah, bodies, and they, they just, just get walk up. away. Look at he's like. No, that's not cool. Dude. That's not, dude. He's got tire tracks on his ass. Jeans. He's hurting. You can tell he's hurting bad. All right, see another. What the fuck? No. Oh. <laughs> Dude, look at him. Every time, pants down. Pants down. Yeah, I always see that. Every time people get hit, their pants fly off. And the fool's hanging out of the car, too. Like, they got to get yeah, thrown it. out. Oh, oh, damn. Oh, dude got, like, shredded up right there in the uh, red. I fucking love these videos. They pop up on my Instagram all the time. I see some, I've seen two of these, I think. One of these people has to fly off. Ah, of course. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> oh, oh, he flew. That dude flew. Dude. And the people just rushing towards you with their camera. Automatically. Look at oh. Bro. They have to die later, like internal bleeding <laughs> or something? I hope so. You probably get Oh, this one, this one. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like a fucking rag doll. And they're still rolling back. on his head? Nope. Uh, what did he think he was doing when he jumped up in the air? He's gonna clear it. He thought he was gonna clear it. Again! Two in a row. He did two in a row? Yeah. He's like, I'll go back one more. Look at it. Look at this jump. It's the same guy. I got this. He's not even making it. I probably get the next one, though. I probably get the next one, though. Yeah. No! That guy's probably drunk. You gotta be. There's no way you're doing that sober. We'll do one more. Street takeover turns deadly. Yeah, dude. Look at this. Oh, look at bop, shit. Bop, bop, bop. He just dragged him. Oh, in the fire. Tight. Dude. Yeah. I've, so maybe don't go to one. You yeah, know? I've, I've, I've yeah. almost gotten Stay in hit. the back. I've almost gotten hit during a drag race. I should, oh, whose dog is that? Is that yours? Smoking a blunt. It's a pretzel. Pretzel. I don't do that, dude. Peter's going to come after me. Yeah, <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, dude. So I just want to show you those videos because I they pop up on Instagram all the time. No, I see them all the time too. It's, it's crazy. I would still have to go though. <laughs> it right, I, dude. But my dumbass though, like for the story, for good footage, I would love to be in the middle of one. Because I get it. Like I've seen there. I, I I mean, these are all fucking fails. But there's some where like there's a camera guy in the middle and he's just like there's like wah wah wah. Oh, letting wah, the like, car go, go around him. And yeah, stuff? And yeah, he's, and he's like he's like at the corner of the fucking front and it's just like whoo, like perfectly and it's like the video and like the photos are fucking amazing or just even to like post or whatever but um yeah dude fuck well, it. we gotta <laughs> find a one driver with skill like fucking r.i.p what was it ken block oh yeah ken block yeah, yeah. Oh, like, ken block. even him <laughs> like yeah. i'll stand in the middle of that dude yeah, that dude. yeah. Thing, you know someone at that level but these just fuck, kids in the street dude and, and there's some I, I i i thought i had them like i had a file save but there's some where there's one where like a guy fucking hits someone and then he keeps like going and everyone starts charging towards the car and they're throwing shit inside because the windows are down. They're throwing oh, shit inside okay. it. They fucking break his windshield and they try to drag him out of the car. Yeah, I've like, seen that a lot. Like I've seen videos where like they'll fucking hit somebody and everyone start attacking them. Right, they so start jack up the car. Bad. Yeah, dude. Oh, uh, but because they're hitting people on purpose. No, no accident. But and that's the thing too is crowd mentality. People yeah, are yeah. in the fucking way. Like yeah. it's your like all these people. I don't feel sorry for them. You fucking look. You didn't think that was gonna happen. 
Yeah. You thought it was gonna be like a movie where they I, just like whoo, like fucking Tokyo yeah, Drift, yeah. like that I mean, little fucking. You get told no, that happened. shit when you're like a teenager by your parents, <laughs> like don't put yourself in a situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then That's, like, so if you're doing that, it's gonna happen. But yeah, I, I yeah. also get why they lash out and drag the fool out of the car too. Exactly. Yeah, too, shit. You do uh, you do drifting? Uh, no, I did at one point, but I got a lot of buddies who do do drifting. I have one buddy who uh, is trying to get his Formula D license, so he's really good at drifting. So, oh, shit. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that are super into it out there in the valley. So, and they drift in Mexicali. They go to competitions over there. And what's uh, good. what's like? How expensive is this? Because I can only imagine. Oh, pretty the tires expensive. Yeah, through. that drifting's a different ball game. Because when I tried getting into drifting, when I had my 240SX, I was like, no, way, I'm not gonna be buying tires every week like this. It's uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. And it's really it's more expressive than any other kind of racing. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, you're talking like. I mean, come on, a set. You're only buying the rear tires most of the time. No. So maybe like 200 bucks a set, and that set will last you one session. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty damn expensive. Damn, dude. I remember when when I was in Colorado, going back to Colorado, when I had the Subaru, there was a there was this thing where, like, you'd get off the freeway, but it went over, it went underneath a bridge, and it was like a, a turn, like a U-turn around back into, like, the shopping area or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, going off the freeway. And so you'd have to go, like, you'd have to get over, and you'd go from, like, 75 or whatever to, like, a 25 and i remember one time by myself i went through it i was going it was like a 25 turn it was it's pretty sharp and it's it's got a nice little like uh um, yeah so i was like i think you know i think i could do it so like i fucking hit it at like 45 almost 50 hit the e-brake and i fucking and it, it once i straightened out it did go like but i i straightened it out and i went off and i was cool i think it's all wheel drive no so like, the, yeah, yeah the so fucking subarus yeah so it was scary and so then uh uh, like couple, like a few times after that, I remember I was on, a, on the, I was on this date with this girl. We had been like going on dates for a while, and uh, she saw me coming up to this turn. She's like, "You're not gonna slow down." I was like, "Oh, watch this!" And I fucking, I pulled it. I don't know if I pulled it too hard and I turned too hard. And that motherfucker went like straight, like 180 on the fuck. It went like, and it fucking flipped around and like turned like towards oncoming traffic. And I had a fucking, and it and shut off on me because I didn't, I didn't punch the clencher when I did it, and so it shut off, and so I had to fucking turn it on, and like, and like, tug and take off. So embarrassing. Tokyo Ruined it, dude. <laughs> never talked to me ever again. Oh, she never talked to you again? No, nah, it was like an ick for her, I guess. Oh, it, like, shit. She was like, that's fucking... Oh, was well, it yeah. an ick that you the almost murdered her? <laughs> <laughs> that you almost committed sure vehicular manslaughter on the first date? Was that gross? <laughs> yeah. She was like, everything about him was cool, but it was a turnoff when he we almost, almost died in the yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. I was feeling him. He was super cute. He, he like, got where I came from. Yeah. We had a lot in common and then he tried to kill me in traffic <laughs> turned into oncoming traffic she's like explain to her friends um you ever seen like tokyo drift yeah. he tried doing that yeah but yeah. he was bad at it yeah really not the car good. turned off <laughs> <laughs> hey but you fucking turned it back on and got yeah, out oh dude nothing yeah lived. i'm still here right? <laughs> that's a You're win there. did you die oh, did hey, you die hey, that girl's mi- like she missed out yeah dude. she could have had a lot. Yeah, she probably has like a kid now. She's a fucking loser. She loser. could have been with me drifting yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Says a guy with a kid. Says a guy, yeah. yeah. I just had a kid, okay? Yeah. I'm still, I'm still sad. Her kid's probably like four. Loser. <laughs> yeah, fucking loser. Um, But yeah, no, dude. I, I, I know you're like big in a car, so. I thought you'd yeah, like no, that. it's always been something for me. Just this safe, been me. Oh, be yeah, no, I've had a lot of close, um, like that. I've had a lot of. Um, how do you say close calls? Tons yeah. of them, a lot of them, just like that. But my, you know, my girl stuck with me after them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. See, I didn't stay with her, so it's I handled yeah. my shit a lot cooler <laughs> than you did. Yeah. yeah. He's like, babe, that was supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah I, was, I played it off. No, but I've had a lot of spin outs. I like got 100 miles an hour and stuff. That, that was back when I was a kid, and like I think now, like crap, you know, 
hope my son doesn't get a car and goes with the same shit because I got lucky. I, I did a lot of stupid oh, stuff dude. and I spun out on the highway and everything and slamming on the brakes, locking up the brakes, all that stuff. And, and like, I'm lucky now. I spun out on the track. It's not too bad, but yeah, dude, but it's fun. <sighs> dude, dude, it, it, it's scary, especially like, and then that's the thing too is actually I got rid of my Subaru and got the Jeep for the reason that I was like, dude, I'm dangerous behind this thing. Like I, I know the power it has and I know like the things I can get away with it. Yeah, it's a gamble every, every time. Dude, and, and, and it's crazy because like, I don't know. I'm that type of person where like I can't just be like I can't have this dope ass car and take it easy. I'm like I want to see what this thing's got. Yeah, you got. never will. You always say you're gonna take it take it easy. Yeah. You don't like I tell my girl. Yeah, I'm gonna take it easy. I'm gonna drive the Civic. All oh, cool. And we're here passing cars on the highway well, like well, I'm well. Brian O'Connor. Dude, and, uh, I would. Yeah. I was weaving in and out crazy. of traffic, dude. Yeah, that car. I don't know if you saw the video I posted to my son when I gave him the ride along in the Civic, and you could see the terror oh, in his face. face. Yeah, but it go it goes from like <gasps> to like oh, yeah, like he's like, like oh, and then he's like oh, and like it just kind of goes. He like, had yeah. been asking for a ride all week. Like, hey, daddy, you want to go for a ride? I'm like, uh, and my girl's like, go ahead and take him. I'm like, uh, I'm surprised right. she said go ahead and take him. Yeah, she, <laughs> she trusts me. I've almost killed her, and she lived. So <laughs> yeah, she's still with you. So yeah, so I put good. the seat in, and then all because I never have the seat. I put it in. I took him, and yeah, he strapped he, it down real nice. Yeah, yeah, made sure it was bolted <laughs> down great, and then yeah, he liked it sort of at first, and not really. He doesn't want to get back in the car anymore. So uh, he learned real quick. Let me ask you this: uh, we gotta go soon. Yeah, but um, you just brought up Paul Walker. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. Yeah. When I found out Paul Walker passed away, it was probably the first time ever. And I think this is corny. I think when people are sad over a celebrity's death or something, and they're like, literally, like if it's a family member, the way they act, I'm like, dude, chill the fuck out. They don't even know you exist, and you're like acting this way towards them. Paul Walker was the first, and I think only person up until like maybe Adam Sandler dies, but like that, I was like, <laughs> I wanted to cry. Yeah. No, same. I, it I was, was such. Devastated. I was like, dude. I was devastated. I remember I too. I was I was with my buddy and his wife we were at walmart it's crazy how i remember this i don't even remember where, like my grandma died but i remember this and like we were in walmart we were in line and it was around the time that i don't know if you remember this but there was a time for like a good two three months like i don't know how many years ago but that like tmz would post about like people dying and yeah. then they would be like i'm not dead you know what i'm talking about like it was like i remember it was like oh back you to were back. hoping that would happen with paul walker so yeah so so she's so we're in line I'm, I'm paying for my stuff and she's like oh my god paul walker died and i was like no, he didn't. She's like, yeah, look. And I look at him like, nah, whatever. We get in the car and I start looking up like Googling. Once Paul you find out how he died, you're like, oh, that's for sure made up. No, no, I not even, I didn't even, like, I was just like, I just wanted to know if he really was dead. So I would just Google like Paul Walker. And then like in Google, it said like, uh, Fast and the Furious star Paul Walker dies at whatever age. And I was like, oh my God, he's really dead. And then like, it was almost like a family died. Cause I was like still trying to process it. Like it wasn't until the next day that I was like, oh, this is real. Like, it's yeah. not like he, he hasn't messaged like, hey, I'm still alive. Like, no, like Vin Diesel, everyone was like putting stuff out. And I was like, oh my, I started like bawling my eyes out. No, yeah, it was bad. It dude. was weird though. I remember the day it happened. I was, I had just got off work like at 3 p.m. And mm. the crash happened like around two or one, I think. And I was on yeah. Facebook, and, you know, I follow all the car pages mm -hmm. and they posted the actual, like that car on fire, like Paul Walker and, and car accident. I'm like, oh shit, like it's coming from the people posting it. I'm like, oh yeah. shit. And like. And I remember I got confirmed finally. I was like, oh, damn. Like, And then I think like Paul Walker dying was like, because even my parents were like, well, you didn't know him. Like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. Like, even it's my a, friends were like that. Like, yeah. why are you crying? It's kind of like the, your childhood dying. Because like, it's, exactly. like Paul, it's like the Power Rangers died or something. It was pretty yeah. sad, you know, like 
um, we went to the crash site. Oh, really? Right after that. Yeah. Cause, Santa like, they Clarita? Had, yeah, no, it was in Valencia. Valencia. Valencia on Hercules Road. Okay. And we went, I have a little video of when I went and like, it was like a big car meet going on. They had the Fast and Furious cars there, but we pulled up, news vans were there, helicopters were still flying around. They had like the memorial there and Damn. you could still see the tire marks on the street where he Damn. crashed on that curve. And Dude, I get, that's a big one for me too. I heard uh, same thing. Like people were going to visit, and they were taking like parts from the crash site and shit. I heard someone had taken the the target top off the Porsche when it fell off the tow truck. But I also heard a lot of bad things ha- were happening to him once he took it. Like like it was cursed or something. Oh no. Yeah. So yeah. he ended up. He got in trouble for taking that. Yeah, and and of course videos came out way later, and there was like fucking ghost hunters going through to the site at night. And supposedly Paul Walker was talking to him through the little fucking like electric voice thing. You know what I'm talking about? The voice box thing. I actually had a not an encounter with Paul Walker, but I was at the same event he was at one point. Oh, I thought you meant like as a ghost. No, no, no. It was, no, 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 no. It was, <laughs> was like, like back in 2012, 2011, or it was around that Formula Drift. I don't know if you heard of that. It's a big event Formula for drifting. Drift. Yeah, yeah. His I, uh, Cody Walker's into it now. Okay, his oh, brother. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, but, dude. Yeah, he would. I guess he was attending the one I was at. I didn't know until afterwards, but he was staying in his VIP area over there. We passed by it, but like you know, I didn't look for him. So like we were going home, I was like, oh shit, Paul Walker is at. Uh, it was like maybe two years before he died. So that was pretty crazy. Like that was probably the closest I've ever been to him. Damn. Maybe, but like, damn, damn. I never got to see him. But yeah, that was a big one. Emil doesn't bother you. Does it bother me that Paul Walker died? Yeah, a little bit. What were you? What <laughs> were you like? Forty-five when it happened? I was like, uh, wait, how old are yeah, you? Hundred. I'm, th- I'm thirty-nine. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Oh, you look about so, thirty-nine. So, so like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he said it, not me. Taking that at it. So I, I, I like you know I watched the first Fast and Furious and stuff when I was in high school or whatever and. Like, I, I was into racing and stuff and that whole scene a little bit, but I think by the time he died, I was removed from it enough, and then I hadn't, like, not that I haven't thought of him, you know what I mean, but I wasn't, like, so into that. Like, if he would have died when I was 20... So you're probably like 29, been. right? When you died, maybe 28, 29. Yeah, I was. I, pro- I was probably like getting married. Okay, I was like 21, 20 yeah. when he died. So I was yeah. like, was sup- I was super into it. Yeah. It, was, it was. So yeah, for okay. me, I was like moving. I had moved on to the next phase mm-hmm. of my life and stuff. <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> I grew that's up. about the time. That's about the time. <laughs> but, 29. I was like changing shit too. Yeah. Had that fool died when I was 21, mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh no. Yeah. yeah. That would that would have for sure devastated me that one because I, I I used to ditch high school like when i went i went to high school in north hollywood and uh my whole junior year like i went to class maybe like 20 times like (laughs) i i ended up having to like leave the school and like finish through charter because i missed so much time but we used to go hang out at this turbo shop a lot and and the and that was just because like that movie was popular like that whole scene was popping off and so we would go like just hang out at this fucking turbo shop in van nuys and like uh had he died like within a few years of that i would have been super devastated for sure because like that's what you're into you know yeah is there any like music artists that ever died that hit you guys pretty hard uh, recently comedians for comedians for sure yeah norm mcdonald when norm mcdonald died when robin williams died oh robin williams when that Bob Saget died, Bob Saget was one. Bob Saget I, was one that I was getting so into, and I was like rediscovering him, like from my youth, you know, like being like 
growing up with Full House, growing up with America's Funniest Home mm. Videos. You ever suck dick for crack? Yeah, see, <laughs> seeing the cameo from I posted Half that Day. video when he passed away. Bro, <laughs> he would have loved that shit. Cause I like, posted that. I got super into like, his comeback because he was, yeah, he was, he, on was fire. he was hitting his podcast. He was touring. He was performing all the time. He was You could tell he was building up a new hour. Mm. And then uh, I was on vacation in Flagstaff with... Uh, my wife and kids. And Great show, by the way. <laughs> my wife and kids. <laughs> and Al Bundy. I didn't. Know, I didn't know. Is that, that, my, is that my wife and kids? No, no my wife married and, with children. Married with children. No, yeah. my wife my and kids. kids the Wayne brothers. The Wayne's. Right? Yeah. Wayne's? Yeah. 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 All the Wayne's brothers are great. Sorry, yeah. you're with your wife. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Little WB shout out. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. But but uh, I I was like, uh, you know, every day checking my Instagram and shit. And then in the morning, one morning after, like, it was, like, it was around the new year, I think, when he died. It was somewhere around there. It was it was cold. Whatever it was, we went up there for snow. Oh. And I woke up one morning. We were, like, eating breakfast in the hotel room, and I'm just, like, scrolling through Instagram. And I, I see people start posting. And the night before, I had read this post of his where he was, like, dude, just performed like this is starting to feel like it used to feel yeah so it was like this crazy thing where like i felt i'm sure you know the million people that followed him all had the same experience where you read this thing from this guy who's like in the zone this thing he loves this back on top he's been doing it for 30 35 years Mm -hmm. 40 years however long he'd been doing at that point and the next morning he's gone Dude. Like he posted that, went to his hotel room, had his accident, and didn't wake up. Yeah, and it's like that shit hit me hard as fuck, dude. I, and I, uh, I remember too. Like a lot of comedians at the time were talking about, like they were like, dude, I just had talked with Bob Saget, and everyone was saying that like the one thing that he kept saying was like he fell in love with stand up again. Yeah. He fell in love with the one thing that got him where he is now, and he was so excited to go back on tour to start doing shows again. And so like clearly it wasn't like a suicide. It was like some fucking No, no it was some, a total accident. Yeah. He, he slipped and hit his head. And internal bleeding and shit. But yeah, dude, yeah, I was like dude, and it was it was sad when you heard that cuz it was like, "Oh man, he he was picturing the future like as far as like Oh, I'm back in stand up. Like and this he is, had the skills. He had the yes, experience. He was so dude, was, I, I and I had never I only knew him from Full House. So I, I didn't know like he was so dirty during his oh, making yeah. jokes about the Olsen twins and shit. Like dude. he's awesome. He was fuck he was like America's dad. He was so cool. Yeah. And uh yeah, that that honestly that was a big one that I was like I I was like sad about, but no, yeah. And Norm MacDonald, just because, like, you oh, found dude. out that he was sick for years. You didn't know till he was dead. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, same thing with the guy from... Uh, Huey Herman. He had cancer, <laughs> just too? Just recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. you were to Pee Wee Herman, because you're young. No, no, but I I, I grew watched, up with Pee Wee Herman. I, okay, yeah. I grew up around the time the Pee Wee's Big Adventure was big. Exactly. I never saw the show. That was my favorite show. Like, I think the movie. Dude, the scariest scene in that movie is when he's getting... The clowns. bike's getting operated by the clowns. Yeah, that just scared the shit out of me, too. dude. That, yeah. But, no, yeah. So, yeah, Pee Wee Herman was like... I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. But it didn't really hit me that hard. Yeah. I mean, and then, I don't know, you got caught for fucking jerking off in a porn. Which is, I mean, it's a porn fucking theater. So you why go not? There yeah, for, yeah. The one thing everyone's like, oh, like, he's Talk a bad. about TMZ. That was like pre-TMZ, TMZ yeah. bullshit. With the slick back hair all terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like someone s- noticed that the celebrity was in there and they wanted to fuck with them. And it's well, no, like, no. I heard. I heard he was, was he the only guy jerking off in the movie theater? So from what I heard was that uh, 
um, around the time like that that was like being popular, like porn theaters. It it was it was still a long time. Well, okay, 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 but okay. So it was still illegal though to like masturbate in them. Like you're literally oh, well, you're, you were just yeah, technically you know that. you're not supposed to be masturbating in public. But I think if you own and operate these places, yeah, you understand that this is what's happening. And as long as people like keep to themselves, no problems, no problems. Yeah, no you're just jerking off on anyone's doing, shoulder. Exactly, you're just doing your little <laughs> in the pants, little <laughs> fucking boop boop boop. Yeah, dude. I'm showing you porn. You're paying me money. Get the fuck out of here. Have fun. I, I pay a kid to come in and clean up oh. once a night. <laughs> nice job. Walking yeah. around. Yeah. Taxi driver. Some high school kid just cleaning up <laughs> yeah. porn theaters. Cleaning up Pee Wee Herman's it's good cum. Pee Wee Herman's cum. That's the yeah. name of the podcast. This title. Um, no, but yeah. So what I heard was that um, there was like a sting operation. So supposedly other viewers that were in there were undercover. Uh, and that's how he got caught. Because that was the thing. Like I said, you could go watch it, but you weren't allowed to, like, show yourself in those yeah. theaters. But like you said, it was all like, you could do it, but, like, come on. Uh, you can do it, but, like, come yeah. on, just don't bother anyone. Yeah. But, yeah, so I guess he just got caught in, like, a sting operation. Yeah. Talk about Big Top. Sometimes I go to Jack in the Box and just order the tacos and don't touch them. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? Smell them. Stupid sting operations. It's fucking <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Stupid. Jackson box. No, but um, yeah, dude. Um, we're gonna wrap this episode up, but cool. Ryan, dude, thank you for coming down here, no, man. I know you had to take a trip down. I know we were late as fuck. Not cool. And I know you're waiting in your car for like thirty minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> but I really appreciate you coming down, man. Well, like you. it's awesome for you to be here. I get like some uh, nostalgia with you being here. I mean, you look good, dude. Like you yeah. don't age. Yeah, you're, you're like getting like better as you get older. You yeah. look like you did in high school. Thanks, I get that a lot. This is how he looked in high school. I swear yeah. to God. Except he That's had awesome. like a little like curly fro. Longer. A little Jew fro. <laughs> a little Jew fro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh no man, you look good. I'm, I'm it's really cool to to check back into like old friends back in the day yeah, and know course. that, you know, you're you're still pursuing your dreams. Always. Yeah, dude. It's <laughs> fucking dope, man. Um like I said, thanks for coming down. Are there any plugs? Any Instagram? Uh, any yeah, you want to? I do have a plug. Well, yeah. follow me first of all at Film for Brains on Instagram, I'll put and it up then uh, I got my friend's shoe brand on right now. It's called Terrestrial. I saw those. Yeah, I've been looking at the whole it's, episode. Yeah. I, yeah. Ruben, Ruben Nahara's brand. Oh, is this like a skate dress shoe? It yeah, looks like, like, a, like a Vans uh, dress shoe. It's like shoe. an outdoor. And I got the Homer Simpson socks too. So. <laughs> nice. But yeah, um, those are clean. Yeah, Terrestrial. They have other skate looking shoes, but these are like their luxury line. They're pretty sick. Yeah, I'm plugging in those. Is there a website or anything? There is. It's called terrestro.com. Terrestro.com. Terrestro. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'll put it up as well. Yeah, nice. um, any upcoming films? Anything to look Wanna forward what? to? Stay tuned for my project that I'm doing on technology addiction. Um, as far as that, I don't really have anything else I'm working on. I'm pretty like focused on the family and stuff. But, oh, yeah. you know, just follow me on my social media and I'll be like, posting updates there yeah follow him on social media about his documentary about getting off social media yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah so what you got instagram facebook yeah, or instagram YouTube? facebook i use it but it's more like if you run into it uh like instagram's the main one for me like that's okay. one where i yeah you same. get first dibs on on all sorts of crap and i have a youtube i don't update that much either really pretty much instagram's like my number one okay which is pretty weird i guess Oh, it's all, I don't no, use Twitter or anything, dude. Same. I, Instagram's my main focus on everything. Yeah. I'm we're slowly getting into like threads, but I think it's dying. Right? Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I didn't, never got into Jordan's it. Jordan's trying to get. I did a whole thing. episode where I was like, get threads, and like the more I'm on it, the more I'm like, it's dying. 
I it, might jump on toward the end. We'll see. I'm like that. You'll bring it back to life. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's, it's yeah, sick man. to be on. I love the, the setup and the podcast Thank and everything. You, it's nice to actually it. talk for once. I don't talk much, so I'm really quiet all the time. So. Yeah, you talk a lot, <laughs> yeah. dude. I was going to be like, shut the fuck up. Man. Yeah, no, that, that's the I mean, I'm, this is like tame compared to my girlfriend tells me I don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, dude. I, I mean, this is a podcast. This is where you're supposed, yeah, to, you're talk, supposed so. to talk. Yeah, come on a podcast and not talk. But nah. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, you guys check them out. Obviously, Emil Comedy on Instagram, Threads. Um, he's got to make a YouTube soon. You got to post some clips of the, the, the shows. Yeah. You really do. You should make a YouTube. I should make a YouTube. Just post the clips. Five-minute clips. Just put them on there. Don't even... Just fucking post them and post and go. need a laptop. Well, we know a story about the laptop, you know. Trade a baby for a laptop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, long story. Long okay. story. Yeah, I'll yeah. Take it out. I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I also want to let you know, man, uh, I had a great time with you. We had a great time with you. Uh, yeah. You're more than welcome to come back anytime. If you have any, bring like. Bring the hatch. Let's do it in yeah, the winter dude. so you can yeah, drive We need to do an episode. I'll bring Bro, the hatch out. I would, <laughs> it'd be dope to do, like, a, we'll do, like, a podcast, and then we'll do, like, the last 20 minutes, like, in the car. I'll set up the camera. Oh, you can like Fuck drive yeah. us around. Well, he'll be in the middle back seat. Like yeah. October twenty first, come out to the mountains with us if you want to come that way. Fuck it, we might have to make a trip out there, dude. dude. Make some videos and stuff. Maybe do a podcast on the oh, on the road. I don't know, yeah, man. I would do a daytime dude, cruise. Dude, roadcast. Yeah. Yeah. A roadcast. Go out to the pub, have some burgers and yep. some beers, and we'll chill by the lake, and then we drive right back down. It's like a three hour oh, thing. So we could we could do those things. Yeah, dude, for, for sure. sure, for sure. But like I said, anytime you want to come back, let me know. You're more than welcome open anytime uh i really hope to have you on again there's so many other things i want to get into with you yeah. like back in high school skating back in the day oh i know we need to get into that the, the jerk days. the jerking videos <laughs> yeah. like all that shit dude like i really want to reminisce with you so once again thank you for coming cool, on man, thank you thank you emil yeah, love you emil you, love you bro love you ryan Thanks. great meeting you man <laughs> yeah Later. all right guys that's the episode of on the pod make sure you like subscribe go to the youtube go to instagram follow us all uh comment your favorite or worst fucking thing of this episode whatever you guys want send me a dick pic i don't know send, send a mil- dick pics send a mill asshole pic Ooh. he likes booty pics Ooh. mainly the the whole part oh the 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 balloon tie the balloon knot but uh thank you guys for tuning to the episode we'll see you later we're out <laughs> balloon tie a balloon knot, a balloon knot. A balloon knot. That's what uh, Mark Norman calls it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay away from the balloon. Let's see why my phone is ringing so much. Oh, bro. Dude, I have to message my girl and be like, I'm starting right now. Otherwise-